Welcome to another Potterween where we're talking before and after reviews. This one is about Halloween ends. You all painted up for crackhead, huh? <laughs> Halloween ain't till manana. Just another Halloween. just another movie night my name's scott i'm joe and i'm gonna drink a beer because well the last halloween they told me evil dies tonight evil dies tonight and not only did it not die tonight it's back again to die tonight (laughs) so i'm gonna drink a beer on that one in honor of anthony michael hall i'm gonna drink a beer oh yeah can we pour out a little for our homie yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a friend brought over Void Shaker, Funky Buddha, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to drink their beer. They leave it in my house. It's going down my belly. How is that one? It's the uh, aged coffee style? It's a levy, 11%. Jesus. You just took one sip. You shouldn't be wasted yet. <laughs> it's an 11% beer. Okay. So I'll be nice and ready to watch Michael die tonight. Okay, Michael's not going to die, but okay. Well, he's going to die. This is Halloween <laughs> ends. It, but who does it end for? Does it end for Laurie Strode, the final girl, or does it end for Michael? And here's... Let's see. Here's what I did. I wrote questions for you. Oh, okay, great. I'm, I can't I wait. have a list for this conversation. All right, let's get it. Because I have a lot of thoughts. Now let's let's real quick, let's start off. How do you feel about Halloween as a franchise as a whole? Not just this new one, but as a whole. Wow, you are really getting into it, like deep, yeah. deep stuff. Um, where does it rank in your uh, horror movie franchises? Like, where does it rank? Okay, um, as far as horror movie franchises go, I'm going to say, and I will get total flack for this but i can't help the way i feel is that i think that it ranks second only to chucky because i love chucky wow i love chucky so second. much yeah so it'll come in second on the horror movie franchises yeah you know, i'm wondering too well when you say that are you saying that it's the most consecutive good movies in a row yeah, I think so. I mean, there are a couple of turds in there, and I won't mention the season of the witch. Oh, you're, you're oh, gonna scare off a lot of people. I had so much courage just then. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we we we've talked about this before, and I think we should do a separate episode just on our rankings of the like these horror movie series. I would love because it because. You love this franchise. I do. I think my, I think Michael Myers is menacing and creepy, and and I love. Yeah, I I do like this franchise. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think Michael Myers is a is an awesome villain. Yeah, I think he's cool. And um, you know, from 1978 onward, there's been some cool people yeah. in it. So, yeah. If I had to say, I would absolutely admit, I even like the turds, the ones that people don't like. <laughs> right. I enjoy them. Right. And I, I have, if you make, you know, we, we love it. I have a list of movies I think are so bad it's good. And I definitely have 
one of these movies on there. The one that everybody doesn't like, I cannot stop laughing during it. It's one of my favorite bad ones. So You're going to say the one that you're talking oh, well, about? Um, <laughs> it's the one where Loomis is going ape shit and he's shaking a little girl constantly through the movie. It makes me okay. lose my Well, shit I laughing. think that's part five, right? I, I, With Jamie. You're, ta- you're yeah, referencing Jamie. Jamie that's, yeah, that is Danielle Harris. Mm. It's yeah, not he, the one with Paul Rudd. No, that's, that's part a whole nother four. One. I want to say it's part four, but that's yeah, that's an odd one. This one, I think you're, you're referencing part five where he's violently shaking for Daniel Harris, her. like losing all his mind. Jamie, you gotta help me to find him. We both know he's alive, but you know where he is. Why? Why are you protecting him? What about your stepmother, Jamie? You love her, don't you? He made you stab her. What's the next question? Well, yeah. So you enjoy it. Yeah, I do. As a whole. Mm -hmm. Now, let's bring it down. These three Halloween movies so far. Okay. How do you feel? Okay. Well, uh, naturally, I did not care much for the last one. The um, Halloween Kills was the last one. And uh, I, I feel like... Um, without naming specific actors, I'm going to say that there's a couple that particularly brought it down for me. Um, it got a little cheesy and ridiculous, but I will say that it went up a couple notches because every time Michael was on screen, he, he was amazing. He was scary. He was absolutely terrifying looking. Um, Are you specifically talking about the last one? The last movie. The one before that, just Halloween. Okay. um, Yeah. Which it, is it was the sequel to the first one, skipping yeah. the original second one, which yes. I think, if I could add to this, keeping that second one in might have actually helped this franchise. Yeah, I think so too. Because it's crazy. The The things that they're saying is happening here are mind-blowingly bizarre. Yeah, me. I know. Uh, there's nothing like realizing that Michael is a senior citizen. <laughs> I know. It's well. He's got to be okay. So if Lori is this old now, yeah, um, he he's got to be at least I want to say in his late sixties, if not seventy. Mm-hmm. So if you do it by the timeline. That being said, I really did like seeing Jamie Lee come back. I mean, she is the ultimate final girl. I did like seeing her come back. I did not mind that movie. I I I was entertained. Are you by talking it. about the first one? Yes, the second Halloween Kills. I, I did. I mean, as a, a movie a, as a whole, I did not care for. It's a mess. It is a hot mess. Yeah, it is. It is. It's half a good movie and half a bad movie. But Michael was amazing, and you know, Jamie Lee is always awesome. Jamie yeah, Lee is Jamie it's Lee. It's the scariest that Michael's ever been. He's the scariest. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think. He, yeah, the scenes of him in the. He's so brutal. He's very brutal. Yes, yeah. yes. Um. So that's what it had going for it, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Well, here here's my biggest thing, right? So we saw the commercial for this movie. This movie is going to jump four years. Now, Michael's even older. Now, what's even crazier about this is Jamie Lee Curtis looks better in this movie's trailer than she does in the last two. It's four years later. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I'm curious as to why they would add four years onto this. I don't know. Like, where was Michael? Michael had to get over gunshots. Okay, so he was just, I, like, hanging out in a barn somewhere for four years. And I then... can't wait. I hope I, they tell mm. us that he was, like, working at a gas station. <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> Well, he already has the jumpsuit. Yeah, he does. Uh, 
Where could he hide? I mean, is he hiding in someone's basement? And, yeah. For year, for four years? And does he get I fucked up? Like, wait. does he, like, they, they did, you know, he did get his ass beat a little bit, but not, no. not, not to an extent that you would think that he would be, like, you know, completely incapacitated. Yeah. He doesn't it, get incapacitated. He's not supernatural. Exactly. So. In a turn of what, events. What is he doing? Yeah. In a new turn of events, they virtually say he is superhuman. Yeah. I don't understand what that is about. Uh, I don't or understand or that, that mob sense. was like the most inept mob on no. the face of the earth. They they were brutalizing him. Right. I think she he was just stabbed with a pitchfork. Oh, he and gets then brutalized up. by a, a mob, and then stands up and kills them. I'm gonna say maybe like he a ninja. He went <laughs> he went it's to a barn. He crazy. found a barn, and and he you know met a girl and raised some kids. <laughs> oh my god! I hope <laughs> I someone w- out there, please listening. Make the fanfic of the four year. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, make, make him, make uh, Michael Myers like a family man now. And oh, oh, he's going, raising like little Michaels. Yeah, going back to my <laughs> so bad it's good Michael Myers uh, treat of part five. You said there's also a gap, a jump where he was living with a homeless man for a while. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> One that he just got gets up out of a coma and just kills the homeless man that's been taking care of him for a year. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention the one thing I did like about the last um like Halloween kills is Big John and Little John. They oh, were yeah, well, they were cute characters. I that was another thing I liked. Not that it has any, any relevance whatsoever. This is being done but by But it's just uh, another thing I like. David Gordon Green, I believe. Yeah. That guy's a comedian. He's done funny stuff. He works with Danny McBride for a reason. Okay, so they littered these movies with comedians as the fodder. Yeah. That second one, they had Little John and Big John, two comedians. And then there was also an older couple who were also comedians that get brutally murdered. Like, yeah. It is so friggin' weird. There was a lot of time in that movie, though, you know, with silliness. Uh, but I, well, I mean, I, the I, silliness to me is everything else without Michael. But Everything without Michael is silly, yeah. So here... Now, I guess the question is, are you excited for this movie tonight? Yes. I am excited. I'm excited for several reasons. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, list them. Okay. Well. That's why we're here. I feel like this is going to be um, a really good send-off for Jamie Lee. I-, I think it is. Even, okay, this even if they do have a moment in this movie where they actually go down together, you know, like in a blaze of glory or whatever, they both die together, take each other out, mm-hmm. at least she'll have her completion you know and then she's still in my eyes still the ultimate final girl but i i feel like i never understand this one she's just a fucking badass you want me to piss people off because well when the people say she's the ultimate final girl i get pissed off she does absolutely nothing in the first original movie she survives the shit she survives only because loomis comes in the room and saves her she he shoots him. She out does the window. a good job of fighting back, though. She keeps dropping weapons and sitting down on the floor constantly. It is obnoxious. Okay, now you're, you're going to say final girls. Ellen Ripley oh, is the final. Well, girl. how dare is, you? When people you said ultimate final girl. I mean, when I say you know she's new. No, first of all, Nancy from um, from Freddy. Okay, from Nightmare well, on Elm Street. Can we just say the ultimate final girl? Nancy has survived only two films. Okay. Well, well, two three, films. If counting a we were, no, she was not in the second one. No, I'm but if new you, nightmare. oh, well, new nightmare doesn't count because she's I'm playing saying, Heather I'm, Langenkamp. I'll say when you say final girls, ultimate final girls, you have to have a character who fights back, who kicks ass. 
Now, okay, but Jamie Lee does that in in the last two movies. She does fight. Oh, you're back. talking about these two movies? No, one movie. She was in the hospital for an entire second movie. She does nothing, nothing. You know what? You're in big trouble with these people. Listening I, right I, I'm now. sorry, and I'm gonna say something even more. That's a hot take. I think that she's the worst fucking part of these movies. I know it's fun to bring her back so she could fight Michael, but what I loved about it was they said that Michael doesn't give a shit about her. I thought that was great because. There's always this debate, like, he's obsessed with her. Why? Right? And now that they got rid of the second one, there is no connection there. They're not brother and sister. He doesn't care. He's a killing machine. So why this third one is going to have him going after her angers me. They have to really do something to make that make sense because he didn't give a shit about her in the second one. The doctor brought her him there in the first one. So Okay. All right. Well, me, you're, it's... Jamie Lee Curtis is playing this drunk character who's like, Oh, I, I, my whole life I've dedicated to killing this guy? He's from one night? What? So that's like saying every single crazy person that goes after a, a couple. The woman always goes into sane mode, becomes an alcoholic, and becomes a redneck recluse that lives on a farm and shoots shotguns. It, it, it's just like, I hate it. Okay. Now, I if she was like... I think H2O did it better, and I don't even like H2O. Um, I know a lot of people seem to because it's like a 90s version that everybody mm-hmm. loves. Josh Hartnett has the worst hair of all time again. He always so you has know the, the 90s. Worst hair. Um, but here, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, it's better. She's trying to live her life, and she's got, you know, yeah. PTSD from the whole situation. Here, instead, in this new version, she's like this other thing that's like this badass. You become this, not even a badass. I, I was hoping for a long time that she was going to say that the bus crash was because of her being drunk. We never found out why the bus actually crashed. Okay. All right. While Michael got out. I was hoping they were going to say it was her, that she released him. It's all her fault. Right. But they haven't done that. And okay. I really thought they were setting it up, but they didn't. And so, to me, I'm like, get away from it now because I can't hear two characters talk about how... He's evil incarnate, and he's a shark, and he's coming to get, and he evil dies. I can't take these conversations anymore. They're forced and cheesy, and they don't feel realistic. And everything that's tying to Jamie Lee Curtis's character is the problem with these movies. The daughter, the two daughter, the the grand, the the what is it, granddaughter. They're yeah. not good. They killed off the daughter at the no, end. No, the characters, the, the side characters are not that great. It's but. not great. And it all ties to her character. Everybody is looking for Lori. It's like, holy fuck. Can we just like have this guy on the loose and the people in town are trying to stop him? And that would have been more interesting. Yeah. Instead, we got to keep cutting back to Lori in the hospital and find out about her ex-lover who got stabbed in the throat and he's alive somehow. Yeah, that is he's, terrible. He's, he's it's terrible. But can we talk? I mean, okay, I'm not just talking about. If you want to talk about ultimate final girls, you want to be, you know, you want to you want to go there and I talk about Ellen. the ultimate Ellen final Ripley. girl. Sydney Prescott is an ultimate final girl. I know you don't like it, but she is. Okay. Also, can we? I'm going to go back a smidge and also say that when I say final girl, this doesn't necessarily mean that you said just, ultimate final girl you just mean that you like jamie lee curtis i love, I love her. jamie lee but curtis she, too. this is what i'm trying to say is that she she also survives other horror movies so she survived prom night oh, <laughs> she did boy. so yeah so whatever. She does, so but i don't remember girl. who she's attached whatever. to it doesn't matter i don't care okay she's a final girl and i love jamie lee curtis i think i, I, do I like too. her as a person so i like her you gotta separate the two people though the I character know. and the woman 
Oh. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She eats Dan and yogurt like a boss. <laughs> Is it Dan and? No. Yeah, wasn't she Dan and yogurt? No. Like the one that makes you poop? No, that's something else. But it was, it's not Dan Oh, probiotic or something like that? <laughs> What's the one that makes you poop? I don't they all make you poop? That's true. I don't eat yogurt, so I don't know. <laughs> well, here, look, here's the deal. I love Halloween. I love... <laughs> I gotta know the yogurt. You're gonna look up the yogurt now. <laughs> Activia. Whatever. It, you know why they call it Activia? Because your sphincter gets active. All right. So, anyways. Oh, my God. I'm sorry about my obnoxious laugh. Yeah. I, hot takes. I got a lot of hot takes. Okay. I, I, I wish get... I loved these movies. Because... But I want to go back to it. You didn't let me finish my thing. I didn't that? get to answer the whole you question. You named some more people to piss people off. What did I do? You kept naming more final girls. No. All right. I'm, I'm not pissing anyone off but you. You're pissing me I off. Sydney Prescott. When I say... You're pissing people off. I'm talking about what voice is in my head right now. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anyway, what's the next question? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? So. I'm excited for this movie. You're excited. I am not. Seems to me you're just playing scared. Yes. Yeah, I, I am. Uh... But I get to see Michael and I get to see some some scares maybe and some cool gore. And, you know, they hear. I'm just going to hear the soundtrack. And I'm already happy. But I'm not excited. I think that this is like, okay, now we have to end. So moving on, this is the end. That's what they call us. Halloween ends. Yes, yeah. This is the death of Michael Myers. But is it though? Well, here's what I'm going to ask you <laughs> next. So when we come back. Just don't give it to Rob Zombie. Okay. Well, they already did that. No, don't give it back to Rob Zombie. Is there somebody worse? <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's my question next. What do you think about it coming back? What you mean, like getting rebooted all together? Well, it would have to be right because let's let's just say this right. This made so much money. These two last movies have made tons of money. Yeah, which I'm I'm kind of happy because honestly, that and and Scream doing really good for horror fans. You know, I I mean I know you don't want to admit it, but you know, well. They are. When you say it that way, it makes me like. Well, I mean, agitated there's the whole, people go to the movies to see horror movies. You know, like horror I movies love are successful. It. Yeah, it makes me happy, and they're they're helping it along. Not to say I'm not saying that they are single handedly responsible for that, but I mean they help the cause. You know. Yeah. So like, I want horror movies to keep coming to the theater because I love seeing horror movies in the theater. But yeah, I think this is. Yeah, I mean that that's the question though. So it made so much money, and it is such a money maker for this company yep they're not it's they're not going not, away no they're not going to it has it to come back they won't. and it's it's a necessary evil because then it'll know. just make everything that they did in the last three movies completely you know yeah they're just going to make it the whole point is moot because why why make halloween ends if you're just going to reboot the whole franchise and because it's the end of this version of it because we're not going to have 70 year old michael again so you think they're just going to restart all over? I, I, I think would. that would be foolish. It, I think it would be foolish. You're saying foolish. There yeah. is no other way. I mean... Unless some other kid puts on the mask at the end of this movie and it starts again. And that guy's name is Damon. <laughs> Damon My- Myers. It's his... In the four <laughs> years, he had a kid named Damon in the four-year gap. I mean... Well, raised on the farm? We know that... It, with yes, Billy Sue? Exactly, with Billy Sue. <laughs> he was a corn farmer oh god in the middle of haddonfield um <laughs> anyways so yeah that was my question uh, on coming back 
and reboots. Okay, because I don't they're want necessary to see evils that. that we're gonna get no regardless. It's just like Scream. They're beating it into the ground. They it's are. A dead horse. They are beating into the ground. They needed to move away from Sydney, but people can't get over Sydney. But they gotta get away from it. People how have many Sydney. how many relatives can Sydney have? How many fucking kill people? Well, can what come are they out? gonna do on the next one? I mean, well, she's not in it. And I say, I know you don't want to hear this. It's for the better. They need to move on. I know, but the, what are they gonna do? Keep having copycats and shit? I mean, it's it's getting stale already. Part four was in the right direction. They were moving on. They had an idea for a five from four, but at the last minute they changed the ending and they made Sydney just kill the bad guy. And it they had a really good idea to build up for going forward. And I wish they would have had the balls to do it. Instead, we got another rinse and repeat. And now they're asking them to come back again because that movie made a lot of money again. I know, it's so a cash grab. So but... he's like, I mean, uh, Neff Campbell, she's like, I'm not coming back. And so now we're stuck because we're going to have to get Gail Weathers' movie. And I'm, I, I don't necessarily want it. They I mean, need to here's move the on thing. I mean, show other, dead. another crazy dress like Ghostface and do it and have a new mystery and have a new movie. Just stop following these formulas that it was once self-referential but now it's parodying itself to me it's almost like scary movie constantly but whatever i know and they keep so, making those God. i guess my last question to you about this reboot thing because okay. we know it's necessary we know it's going to come yeah how uh, long uh, okay we're going to take bets okay how long till the next reboot oh god well, I, I already just said that I don't want it, but that doesn't matter. You just want Michael to go away, is what you're saying. I think that I think they need to leave Michael Myers alone at the, after this. Okay, I do. So, so tomorrow, because the rights are finally up, Jason's going to come back. Are you okay with Jason coming back? Because I got to tell you, the reboot was good. And they should have had a sequel. Okay. And I was looking forward to it. We never got it. I do, I do like all the Jason jason movies um like you know there are some crap mm-hmm. movies in there but uh and I, you don't do you want it um i don't i don't really think we need it but am i gonna go see it fuck yeah you're telling me tomorrow you're sitting on the couch and you're not excited that a new version of one of these movies is coming out i don't know if i'd be excited but i i would be like okay i'm gonna go see it we just got a hellraiser reboot yeah and it wasn't like no but were you like oh cool i was cool yeah I was like, cool. exactly yeah i was like, like i can't rad. wait to see it yeah i'm gonna feel that way about all these characters our new freddy like uh recently uh heather langenkamp said i want to come back and i want to fight freddy for one more time how she are they wants gonna to do, do that all over again okay well fine but robert england's not gonna play freddy and also jackie earl haley was terrible okay he, it wasn't his fault they gave him a bad movie you know, Jackie Earl Haley is actually a good actor. But we know that Robert England, even though he's like, what, in his, he's like 75 or something like that? He can still do it. He can still do it. I think so. Doug Bradley do could have done Pinhead. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it sucks that we just didn't get it. But I mean, I, I would watch a new Nightmare on Elm Street for sure if Robert England and Heather Langenkamp came back together. Now, that's nostalgia I would love to see. I would watch a Nightmare on Elm Street movie regardless not if it's jackie earl haley i will never watch those again i and would it, still watch it no. and you would too and you know you jackie earl haley you would ha- watch, having known what i've seen before we no. just watched we just watched return of the living dead rave the grave <laughs> you would watch anything <laughs> let's face facts i mean and we watch everything yeah. and let's face you're up for it okay now, i would all, all right let me change my my we answer might hate it. let me change my answer i would watch it 
Yeah. Would I be all in and excited? You would be. No. Oh, come on. The day before, you would be like, I can't wait to watch it. We're watching the Chucky TV series. We actually just watched the newest episode right before taping. I'm obsessed and with Chucky. Exactly. It's still hitting the beats. It's still doing a pretty damn good job. And so it makes me think there's always a possibility. Now, did the new Leatherface do it? No. No. Did the, you know, did the new Hellraiser do it for us? Nah, no, nah, it was okay. You know, will this Halloween, did Halloween Kills do it for us? No. But there's those Chuckies in the middle there. And I'm sure that new uh, Jeepers Creepers is awful. And okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it, but I, I know it's yes. going to suck. It's good. I've heard some really, so, really bad things about it. So I'm like, all right, we've put it all, off watching it we're but. always on board is what i'm saying well yeah because we, we're horror fans and we love that shit but even like we watch bad movies like it's our job so like it's we're used to this. it's my it's our passion it's we our passion movies, yeah we so. love movies so like we'll sit and watch like the worst of the worst exactly and we'll get entertainment out of it a lot of people um whenever we say that that we watch bad movies they're like why would you watch a bad movie on purpose yeah like, a lot well, of people say that. a lot of people have said that to me and i literally just say because it's fucking fun yeah the same thing i said but um with this movie let's get back on track here with um well halloween ends what was the next question the question was how long will it be before oh, okay, the next okay sorry uh okay i don't want to answer this because i don't want it to happen but i will say that i'm going to give this two years two years sounds perfect yep two years i'm going to say four but two years is definitely when it's going to start getting talked about yep I, I think because that last two movies made like a hundred and fifty million dollars or something like that each. I mean that is you know, in, in in Hollywood numbers for a movie that probably costs less, yeah, ma- maybe fifty million for a horror. It's movie? a lot of money for a horror and, movie. That's 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 outstanding. Yeah, and that that was included fifty million. I'm guessing here. We don't look. We didn't look up the numbers here, but I would guess fifty million dollars for those movies, and I'm including advertisement. Not just budget. Oh, yeah. Because you double I mean, your budget for advertising. I mean, look what they're doing in Times Square. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. Didn't what see was it? it? Jamie Lee posted on Instagram. Like, they have a billboard the size of the, I mean, the Empire State Building. And she's, like, standing in front of it. She looks like a tiny little ant in front of it. It's amazing. And oh. I'm, like, really happy for her because she's so in love with this franchise. I mean, well, the way she talks about it. She's doubling down on you know? that very big, yeah. Yeah, but I I love her, but I really, you know what, to be honest with you, I'm giving it two years to get, uh, you know, revamped. But in this one, I would actually be happy and content if she went down with the ship. Yeah, so you know what, I'm going to ask you that one more question here to end this before we go watch it. I don't even know what time it is. Oh, time to go soon. What do you think, let's just take a guess here. How do you think this is going to end? So you think... They're going to die together. Well, that seems to be what the um, majority says, you know, out there, that they're saying that they're probably going to go down together. Oh, um, I don't read any of this stuff. But, so um, I, I try to make my own guess. No, no. I mean, when I talk to people that I know, you know, that's kind of like what they think the is going to happen. The word on the street. Yeah, word on the street. <laughs> the word, the word the street at the water cooler. Um, no, oh, it's... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we don't have water cooler. I know. <laughs> Who does? I know. Um, so I think that how I think this is going to end is I, I do believe that they're going to go down together. That's it. My biggest question is they're virtually said he's immortal. 
they said he is he like basically supernatural. He literally like became Bane in the last movie and <laughs> souped up on Venom. Yeah, and he was like, "Death makes me really powerful." And I, you know, Michael doesn't talk, so I'm sure he was like, <laughs> but. If he were to talk, he would have said, this killing makes me stronger. It's like every time you kill somebody, he gets stronger. What is that fucking bullshit? He was sitting in a jail cell standing still until someone brought him a mask. Right. But and the mask like, holds mm, all mm, the mm, power. That, that mask makes me feel something. I'm hungry for death. Like, <laughs> come on. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I, You know what? I'm cool with it. Like, Jason's like, yeah, he's a monster. Freddy versus Jason doubled down on it. They have yeah. powers. They kind of linked it. Very cool. Michael has not had that until this. Well, they had that whole, <laughs> um, that whole group of witches or whatever the hell it was in yeah. the, the five or six. Yeah. Um. They 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 kind of hyped up that. And you know what? I'm cool with that yeah. because at least it makes it make sense. But here, they're not even trying. They're just like, oh, you know what? We keep giving him victims. He's getting stronger. Yeah. And and I say. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> Fuck you. Because, Dang. holy shit, that's ridiculous to say now. I know. But, in the end of this, the only way I can see it is they have to suck the power out of him. They have to somehow yeah. drain him. Or unless they're saying that in four years, when he's been hiding out at the water park, and he's the guy who works the, the, the water park, oh. and he does the, <laughs> you can go now, you can go now, yeah. that guy. Or maybe he's the guy who puts cl- chlorine in. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. He's been sitting there at the water park, maybe for four years he didn't kill anybody. But what if he accidentally killed one person at the water park? Oh, Does he get powerful dang. again? And he's like, oh shit, oh, I gotta kill more people. You know what he did? He did it on the slide. He stopped the water from flowing and they got stuck and burned themselves. There you go. They I'm hoping this is seen. This is the longest before part of an episode. It really is. And I think we should leave the our folks with something really uplifting. Well, my uplifting thought is Michael's been sitting there for four years looking at the calendar doing that joke waiting for the halloween oh on the fourth year what? oh can i can i can i do what michael's got going on in his head right now sure 18 days till halloween do you think halloween so? halloween 18 days till halloween silver shamrock <sighs> boom it's in your head it is <laughs> let's go watch this thing the good old days when we could eat as we wanted yes but we're not 18 anymore Sometimes if I eat as I used to, my digestive system gets out of whack. It's not easy keeping it working as it should. It's easy if you enjoy an activity every day. Mmm, delicious! With the exclusive probiotic Bifidus Regularis, Activia helps regulate your digestive system. Put a smile back in your day! <laughs> We're back. We just saw Halloween ends. And for the first time, we're going to do before and after reviews. And then this is going to become talking trash. So quickly, let's give our after right our after summary review really quickly for people okay. who don't want spoilers who are really looking forward to seeing this. You want to go first with your just a summary of how you feel. Okay, well, about this film, I'm sure that you can tell from my monotone voice right now that I absolutely despised this film. We, we are drinking coffee, and we're drinking our drinks trying to wake up. I'm flabbergasted at how bad this movie was. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't think it was going to be bad at all. I thought I would be entertained, at least, and I was not even entertained. I thought the plot was terrible. It was the worst plot. I, I, I 
can't even imagine pretty much any Halloween movie ever made. It, it was so bad. Oh, wow. I mean, I would rather watch Season of the Witch on a loop for three days than watch this shit again. Wow. Okay, that's how I feel. I'm angry. I, I'm very bitter right now. I fucking hated this movie. Okay, so that's your quick summary. That's my summary. I'm going to say that it's obvious when someone doesn't have a plan for a trilogy. We're, this is a film that has an idea, has an interesting idea and voice, but has no idea how to execute it and how to reach it. And this is exactly what happens when you have money thrown at you and you're told to do a sequel. Because what we get is a, an omelet that's undercooked and full of shit. And so... A shit omelet. A shit omelet. Um, yeah, so my quick summary would be, this was a complete disaster for me. Some interesting ideas, just terribly executed. So now... We're going to go into Talking Trash, which we absolutely love doing. Talking Trash. Talking Trash. Talkin and trash. this is where we're going to dissect this entire film. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, don't listen forward. Yeah, now's the time to click off. We're, we're going to rip this thing up because I really think the only way to review this thing properly is to talk it out. Because it's insane. It's the only way because I, I, I can't get my head around it. Yeah. And we talked with our friends after the movie and I still could not get my head around it. Yeah, we had a group of six people. Yeah. I think six people. And five of those people were mind blown about what this movie, what happened. And only one of them said, okay, it was okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? It was good to have that five out of six doctors approve. Five or six of these doctors disapproved. And you got that one doctor. Yeah, the one doctor who's going to kill the patient. Yeah. So, yeah. Spoilers start now. It's time to talk this movie out. And now, I've tried to come up with the timeline of how things happen. And I'm going to say, I'm not going to get a lot of things right. There's going to be a lot of things wrong here. Because it's not fresh enough. And so much craziness happens in this film. and, And so little happens. So I did my best on trying to do it. So I might not get every fact completely right, but this is how my mind saw this film. So this movie starts off. We are now, I would say, maybe a year after the events of Halloween Kills. I think it's about a year. We're with a a kid who's going to babysit another child. Well, no, they're saying it's four years. No, not yet. Not yet. I would get to that. It's been, I think, one year or two years since the events. Okay. We're, we're meeting a kid named Corey, and he is going to babysit a little shit demon child. <laughs> and his parents, they're loaded. They have the most beautiful house you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. The attic in this place is a whole house. He's going to babysit this kid. They tell you, hey, this kid, don't give him any candy. He's scared of Michael Myers. Ever since the incident Michael Myers, he's been afraid of a lot of things. Okay. So he he says, don't, get, don't give him candy. Put him to bed soon. You know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Don't make him watch horror movies. First thing they do, they watch The Thing. Mm. He makes this little kid watch The Thing. Yep. And hey, guess what? John Carpenter exists in this movie, in this universe. (laughs) universe. So I guess he didn't make Halloween. Right. The one that would have made him make The Thing. Right. Okay. So, all right. It's right there. That's a good observation. Um, (laughs) 
So he watches the thing, and then we really find out that this kid is a piece of shit because he starts insulting the babysitter and tells him, he tells Corey, you're an ugly bastard, and I really don't want to be with you. Yeah, he's just mean. He's just like, why totally couldn't mean. I have a hot girl? And Corey's like, well, fuck you, kid. And he goes to get some zucchini bread from the kitchen that's just left on the counter perfectly with a knife. Yep. Because, you know, you got a little bastard child running around your house. Might as well leave a giant knife out. Mm-hmm. He goes to get the zucchini bread. And he hears something. He goes up and he sees the kid's missing. The front door is open and someone's running behind him. So he's like, holy shit. And we're, you're automatically assuming Michael Myers is in the house. And we're going to get. I definitely assume that. Yeah, because they're also setting up the kid is afraid of him and says he sees him at night and he pees his bed. Yep. So you think maybe Michael's been hiding out in this house for a year or two. I don't know how long it's been. We don't know where he's been because they still, he's on the loose, they say, since the last movie. Well, no, it's not that at all. So <laughs> he goes upstairs, to, but he follows upstairs. He goes upstairs. He thinks his kid's in trouble, and he goes upstairs, and he gets locked in the attic. It turns out that the little kid was fucking with him, and he locks him in the attic and tells him, you're scared, you little, you know, you're a scaredy person and all that kind of stuff, and he's, like, insulting him, and he's starting to freak out because he he's He calls him, there. like, a little bitch or whatever. Yeah, he, the, Corey starts freaking out, right, rightfully so. He's scared. He's like, holy shit, you know? Now, how this kid set up, he opened the front door, ran out the front door, apparently, went behind him, somehow got behind him and scared him, and then went upstairs and screamed. Mm-hmm. How the fuck he did all that? Who knows? So, Corey's freaking out, so he rightfully starts hitting the door open exactly the same time the parents are getting home. Perfect timing. This movie should have been called Perfect Timing. Yeah, he's trying to get out of the attic. Um, yeah. Is it the attic or is it yeah. just like a bedroom upstairs? No, it's the attic. It's, it's creepy. It's a weirdly... Placed it's huge. Um, yeah. It's not even like at the top of the house. It's it's strange. But anyway, so Well, there's yeah. a staircase behind him, I believe, that goes even further up. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's really odd. Well, he bashes the door open. The kid gets smashed in the face and flies off the balcony and dies right in front of the parents. He splats. Yeah. It was... Amazing opening was right amazing. off the bat. And the woman looks up at him. Corey's standing there with a knife at the top of the stairs and looks like a serial killer. And she screams, what did you do? Cut to... One of the most fantastic open title shots of Halloween yet. It's all the pumpkins morphing out of each other, and then the, and they keep getting closer and closer to the screen. And right at the last moment, it rips in half, and you go through the guts of the pumpkin. So cool! And I was automatically going, "Holy shit! This is one of the best openings." He just killed a little bastard child. <laughs> this kid is going to be set up for some interesting plot line, and. I'm already sympathetic toward him. So I'm really fascinated where they're going to go. And where they go next is the downfall start. Yeah. Right? Well, it was an accident what happened to the, the kid. I yeah, mean, it didn't mean to out. kill him. Oh. Now we start off with Lori Strode. A narration from her. Yeah. The narrating is the thing that just irks me. Oh, my God. Um, I, I just want to say Brian Cox in Adaptation says, and God help you if you use narration in your film. It's one of my favorite parts in a movie, and yeah. I think about it every time I hear narr- narration, it doesn't work. This narration is awful. It's full of cheesy dialogue about the boogeyman, about shapes, about creepiness luring in, coming into our world, mm-hmm. and it is so ham-fisted, it is so cheesy, that it makes everything that you're seeing laughable. So we instantly follow her narrating, and we see that the town of Haddonfield Four years later, we're told. Four years. It's now. It's four years since the the, the last movie. 
she's narrating about how the town has become corrupt with violence and death and people are scared and Michael Myers has never been found and it, he creeped into everybody. So we're seeing that people have committed suicide. We're seeing people have been murdered and we see Lori standing at all these events, mm -hmm. which is yeah, like they, a serial killer like standing a, at like a, a murder scene. Yeah, like a montage as she's mm -hmm. narrating of all the events in Haddonfield that have happened since the Michael Myers incident of Halloween Kills. Yes. To hammer this forward, we see that Lori is actually writing a book. And so this dialogue is a part of her book, mm -hmm. right? That's where it gets crazy, right? Because we find out that Corey has, he was let off. He was, he was in jail or whatever. Well, he there was, was acquitted court. for yeah. the so murder we don't of the kid. How, we don't know how long he was in jail and how long this court thing happened, but he was let they just go. skipped over it, yeah. Yeah, so that's why, that's why I know that opening was a couple years you know, and this was a couple years later after that because right. there's definitely been some time. And Corey, in the opening, he was talking about how he wanted to go to college and he had this whole plan of life. And so now we go forward and we find out that now Corey is working at a, um, a junkyard. His yeah. his life is destroyed. He, he doesn't drive. He's riding a little bicycle around. Um, he's constantly almost getting hit by cars. Mm -hmm. This is a weird setup. This movie does so many strange setups with no payoffs. So in this movie, there's multiple times a car almost kills him. And it's shown in a way where it's setting it up like Final Destination, like this is how it's going to end for this character. Yep. It never comes back. No, it doesn't. It's just weird thing. And I also have to set up this one other weird thing with Corey. Um, in the opening of the movie, there's a, there's a setup that chocolate milk also represents things going bad for Corey. This is another crazy thing. In the opening, but how are we supposed to even know that as the audience? Well, I'm going to tell you because the movie keeps showing you this. And it is so weird because, again, this has no payoff, right? So in the opening of the movie, when he goes to get the zucchini bread, he decides to pick chocolate milk of all the drinks. He thinks about a Heineken. And then he's like, no, I'm going to have chocolate milk. And that's when the kid starts screwing with him in the house and he gets freaked out. He never drinks the chocolate milk. So, again, we find out. The same thing happens again with him is he almost gets hit by this car again and he goes to a gas station and he goes in there and looks at drinks. The woman working at the gas right oh, everybody in this movie is a scumbag. Everybody is an asshole to everybody. So the woman working at the gas station is like, you're going to buy something or what? And he grabs a chocolate milk and he goes outside to drink the chocolate milk. A car full of cartoon characters get out. And they stop at the thing. They're like high school kids. They say they're in band. Now, well, the one girl's wearing like a uh, like a band uh, costume, like a band uh, outfit. One of them is. One of them, one of them has drumsticks to let you know that he's in band, and he's also got a mullet. And then there's another one who seems like he's wearing a jersey. Maybe it's a band jersey. It's like a leather letter jacket, Letterman jacket. Then there's another one. That looks like they've stepped out of the 90s grunge. Yeah, she it, didn't make any sense. Does these three, four people seem like they don't exist in the same universe? They feel like they're all standing from a different movie? This entire movie feels like it's stuck in 89. It's very strange. I don't, actually, looking at these four characters just goes along with the cliche that we always say that how are the this group of people friends with each other yeah they're not because there's no way that these people have anything in common yeah they are completely different humans yeah. so yeah with 
these four people, I felt like I was in different decades. The Letterman the Jacket kid, he looked like he stepped out of the 90s. The guy, the kid with the mullet, he looked like he just stepped out of the 80s hairband. Yeah. And I made a joke that they all look like they, they were the cast of Degrassi. It just, it's it's wild, right? They get out of the car. Now, I, I know everybody knows this. And I haven't been in high school for a very long time. I'm an old fart now. But maybe I missed this. But band kids are the bad guys now? Oh, bad guys, you mean like the the punkers? The bullies? Like, so, so, yeah. Band camp band, kids. Band kids are now the bullies. They're bullies. They're the cool kids because when I went to high school, they were not the cool kids. And these they kids were are the not nerds. Cool. Yeah, they were the cool. nerds. And these, these kids in this movie... Like, you do not get bully vibe from any of them. What's the first thing they do? They ask Corey, can you buy us liquor? Yeah, because Corey's 21. We learned that. So They don't know. They're guessing. He looks young. Yeah. He's riding a bicycle. Right. right? And they go up to him, and then they're like, get us liquor. And he's like, I can't. Why not? You know, how dare you? Would you can't help us out? Right, and then he's like, "Oh, I know you. You're that freak that killed that kid and yeah. got away with it." They immediately they, start getting belligerent on him. So they bully him, they push him, mm-hmm. and he falls and he cuts his hand on the chocolate milk that he couldn't drink. Yeah, the bottle breaks and like he falls it was like it's gouge. in his hand. Yeah. It was like yeah, a gouge. And <laughs> they, and then one girl's like, on "Leave him alone!" But all the other kids are like, "Shut up!" And they're like, "Bull!" The three of yeah. the other kids are like fuck you, you're a piece of shit. And they're laughing at him. He's cut on the floor. He's hurt and he's bleeding. So this exact time, Lori shows up and is like, hey, kids, get away from him. right? And they're like, oh, look at you. Another crazy with this crazy. Two crazies. You guys deserve each other. And they walk away laughing. And Lori helps him up. And they have a good moment. And you feel really bad for Corey. Like instantly going... This poor kid's life is destroyed. He's so, it's like it's over for him, and they feel bad for him. Um, and Lori and him meeting, Lori's like, "Hey, do you want to do it or I?" And she gives him a switchblade to pop the tires of their car, and he does it. And they're like, "Yeah!" And she's like, "I'm going to take you to my granddaughter to stitch you up with your hand." So they get to the hospital, and you see Lori's granddaughter, Alyssa, um, Allison, Allison. Okay, Allison. Allison instantly looks at Corey. And wants to have sex with him. <laughs> That's what it seems like. I'm like, wait they, a minute. You can't tell first. The first thought you have is they, they've they known each other. And I kept thinking, was Corey in the first movie, the 2018 one? No. And he's Everybody told me he wasn't. Okay. Because they're having tension like they know each other well. She She's acting like, holy shit, you're so cute. So much so that they bumble the surgery on his hand a little bit. And the doctor's like, God damn it, pick her. Everybody's a cartoon character. Everybody yeah. is insane. The doctor's like screaming at her. God damn it, pick it up. Right in front of the patient. It's just like everybody's an asshole. Like, yeah. But I, I have um, a hard time believing that this girl would work for a guy like that. The, Allison, the, yeah. the granddaughter. Like after everything she's been through, I would feel like her patience is thin enough. You yeah. know, that she shouldn't be there. But it's weird. Well, Allison's giving... Like, I have a bed on my back eyes to Corey. And Corey's just not having it. He's so shy. And rightfully so. He's been through a lot of shit. And he's probably untrusting. And he says, you shouldn't let him talk to you like that. You know, he's a he sounds like a bad guy. You shouldn't let him talk that. She's like, oh, he, he says much worse usually. And he's like, mm-hmm. you deserve better. So she's like, I want to fuck you bad. Right? <laughs> She doesn't say say it, but it's so, (laughs) she keeps doing eyes, right? It's so 
hilarious. I mean, right? she obviously likes him, but like we don't really know why yet. You don't understand. And, and when you do find out, it is bizarre. Loria uh, like feels good that she's hooking these two up, right? Because he goes outside. She has like uh, problems with her uh, tailpipe on her car. And he's like, I can fix it. Come to the lot where I work and I can just fix it real quick for you. And he gets under her car with his clothes and he's like scraping them up and he's really getting in. And she's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, it's really easy. I can I can take care of this for you. She starts cleaning off his back. She's giving him like a back massage. And he's like, oh. And she's like, "You maybe we should uh, go out for food sometime together. Maybe we should go out. And he's like, um, I don't know if that's a good idea. But, you know, I, w- I would like to. But I don't know if it's a good idea. You should really come to the lot and I'll fix your car. And she says, well, what about your bike? It's all messed up now. It's okay. I got a motorcycle now from my... From the guy I work with, the the guy at the, the lot gave him a motorcycle. We're gonna get into Isn't that, that his... Well, we don't know that. What okay. we find that out, it's not even told. We don't I, really I, know what's I going thought, on. I thought, I assume that that man was his father. We didn't know that. He was just working at this junkyard, and he was given a motorcycle, and he calls him. He's like, thanks, in his name. And he's like, ah, don't mention a kid. Right? And so we don't really know anything about that. He's always late, so the guy gave him a motorcycle. So he's like, I got a motorcycle now. And she's like, oh. I never rode on a motorcycle. He's like, I can teach you. It's really easy. They're like, they're giving each other like, I want to hook up with you vibes, right? Yeah, I just don't get it though. It doesn't come through like that. It's weird. The, it, the, first of all, Corey, the character of Corey is very strange from, you know, 10 minutes in. Yeah. You think he's strange? Like you said, you think he's strange? I think 10? he's strange. Yeah, not not in the first five minutes of the movie. But I don't think after so. that, I feel like, you know, he's... He been t- through some trauma and he's just there's something not oh, right he, with him. he was probably locked up for a little bit he was probably in jail he's on probably had a court case he, he's yeah, been through so he, much shit and his life is like done but he comes off as awkward and, and strange yeah, and so like automatically the first reaction that this girl's gonna have of him is not ooh. no you know he's not giving off a vibe of any sexuality no he's giving off a vibe of i i'm I've been through stuff. I've, I'm suffering from trauma. Which she also has, so maybe it's relatable, but he, she doesn't really know all that to the extent, you know? Well, she so, does, we find out. But everybody does. That's, that's another thing. Haddonfield is tiny. In fact, the movie makes it seem like everybody lives on one road. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because when you think about the last one, well, 2018, Lori lived in a farm. She lived on like a farm, yeah. So yeah, let's get into that a little more. Lori and the granddaughter now live together. They seem like they have a really happy life. Now, let's just break down what has happened to these two characters, right? In 2018, Lori was a recovering alcoholic, living on a farm, going... She's not even a recovering alcoholic. She's a full-blown alcoholic. Yeah, she's like a full-blown... She's um, a recluse and a nutcase that's been training for her entire life, 40 years, Mm -hmm. to fight Michael Myers again. Now, that's insane in itself because... The original events of Michael Myers was like, I think four people died. Yeah. Okay. But I think it was only like three. Didn't he like kill only three? But she's waiting for 40 years to fight him. So she's yep. been trained. She's, she's nuts. She's so detached from her family that she's out of her mind. And, and so then we cut forward. It all comes true. Michael does show up at her house. It's not that he's hunting her. He gets dropped off there. And she fights him. And she should kill him. Mm-hmm. And then... Shit goes wrong, and in the second one, he gets released. Now, in that second one, everybody dies. Now, 
she's waiting for 40 years to fight him. Four people die. And then he kills, I would say, between 2018 movie and Halloween Kills, he kills at least 50 people. <laughs> yeah, he does. In Halloween Kills, he kills an entire fire station of people. He kills her daughter, her daughter, or her <laughs> son, and all of Allison's friends. Every one of them dies. And all of the returning characters from the original movie all get murdered at the end by Michael Myers. And now we jump into this movie, and it's been four years since 50 fucking people are dead. The entire town has been decimated by this. And he's still on the loose. And now remember, let's just break this down. 40 years she mm -hmm. waited because four people got killed. She trained to fight him. But now that he's on the loose and 50-something people have dead, mm -hmm. she just gives up. Yeah, she gives up. They're living, living a happy, happy life. life. Yep. Her her daughter is dead. She's not like overly preoccupied the fact that Michael is still lurking about. No. She doesn't even care no, she's anymore. She's baking pies. She's burning pies. They're having oh, a good yeah, old time. Burn, she burned the pie. But like, yeah, she's just baking pies. She's and writing like, a you know, book. Just having a great time. She's writing a book. See, that's what blows my mind. She's writing a book about Michael, but she's not preoccupied with where the fuck he is. She's not setting up traps. Now, can we also talk about one more thing? Mm -hmm. Where is Lori's money coming from? Yeah, I don't know what the hell she's doing because they seem to have nice houses. Yeah. So I don't know. She's, what... uh, she's living in another great house with mm -hmm. no job again. And and also, do you know how many times we reference how many people were killed in the last movie? Zero. Do we get a reference that Tommy was killed in the end of the movie oh my God, brutally? So many people. Zero. Do they talk about Lori's daughter dying? Nope. Zero. They don't talk about it once. They just say... Nope. She died. My mom died. Yep. They don't talk about Big John or Little John. We don't get to talk about anybody, which is funny because later on we do have one character returning. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. But this, I mean, she just, Lori literally just goes on with her life. Everything is fine. And the fact that Michael has escaped the, the lynch mob and done everything in his power. He killed so many people and he's now missing. And Lori doesn't even like think about it or care about it she just has gone on with her happy life it's so freaking bizarre yeah and again doubling down on this narration thing in her book where she's mentioning the boogeyman and the sh it, they say the boogeyman so many times that it sounds so childish and yeah, it just you know does why? not work because yet. in the first one Lindsay Lindsay said boogeyman yeah, a lot so they have to double down on mm -hmm. it because it's nostalgia again but to double down on that what really bothers me and I don't know how you feel about this but this idea the movie is trying to talk about with her narration is that trauma affects an entire town. Now, of course it does, right? Everybody feels that loss. But this is suggesting that because trauma happens, everybody goes insane mm -hmm. in a town. Now, we live in a place where there was a tragedy. And that tragedy didn't affect everybody in a negative way. In fact, kids stood up and got better for it and they try to do something good that's insp that's inspiring and it's inspirational to to kind of start this this narration like oh tragedy and the boogeyman affects everybody it's like th that is a weak terrible stereotype that is just i don't know what they're getting at i don't know what his view is and i feel like because there is so many writers for this 
And I'm sure there was so many reshoots. We'll talk about that more because it's so obvious in a couple of scenes that any story they're setting up here is completely washed out with that idea. If they want to explore that and the way that they do explore that, it's kind of insulting. They they should be brought together as a town, I feel. Yeah, if anything, maybe stronger. Yeah, and, and, and but they it, don't mention any anything. I mean, a little boy she used to babysit for got brutally murdered in the last one. Mm-hmm. And yep. she's just All like, the kids. oh, okay. And, you know, it's just, it's bizarre. It, it, she feels, she has emotions in certain times, you know, where you're kind of just like, what? Now you care? You care about, she cared about this kid who was getting, you know, a little roughed up at the freaking um, gas station. But she doesn't give a shit about the 50 plus people that were murdered. I mean, I think she does. She's writing a book about how she can deal with trauma. Now, this character was already over the edge. To say that now, she just said, eh, fuck it. Right, you know, that's the thing. She got stabbed in the gut, okay? She barely made it out alive. And uh, people she cared about actually got murdered, especially her daughter and her son-in-law. And... Now she's just clear of, of all of that. She's just through it. She's fine. Yeah. I mean, but you're not, obviously, because you're writing a book. So he's still there. He's still there. Yeah. But if I were in her position in this movie, I would be so fucked in the head. I would be in a mental yeah, institution. If anything, she would be worse than the first movie. Yes. It does put off the wrong message. It does, for sure. Yeah, because everybody seems like they became an asshole. It seems and, like... In real life... That, that's no, not that's how that not, happens. That, no, that, that wouldn't happen. Sure, there's grief and there's all that. And that's interesting to explore the grief. But to say that the entire town just becomes dirtbags is... Right. Why wouldn't anybody move? I why feel, wouldn't this become yeah. like... I, I don't feel like she would be treated by people the way she's treated in this movie. You know, because she was right about everything. You know, she was right. Michael is back. Michael is going to kill everybody. And he did. Yeah. And she was right, and she tried to stop him. Um, and well, everybody was like, "Lori." Everybody was all about her in the second one. They were outside yeah. the hospital. Come on, evil dies tonight. Yeah, and they you were know. like on her side yeah. and stuff. And now all of a sudden, well, we, yeah, we'll we get got to that because we're not at that yet. Where, where like, they, they tell us that people are mad at her, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like but, what? What do you? What is going on in this movie? Like they're not banding together and trying to find some solace, you know? After yeah. anything, it's just like everyone just moved on. You know, it's like let's 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 do let's take the easy route. Let's skip forward four years and just say, ah, you know, she went through something and she's better now. But yeah. Michael's still out there. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what's crazy. And I, and and I will point this out to you too. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I think you'll probably feel the same. This Lori is completely a different Lori than the last two. It doesn't even seem like those movies. Happen. It doesn't seem like she seems like a whole nother person. A completely different in, Lori. In fact, I would point out that she seems more like her H2O self. Yeah, she uh, kind of does. Uh, it's very strange. Oh, and also, we have a DJ. We have to point this out because the movie keeps playing the DJ over yeah. and over. And the DJ is a scumbag, too. He's telling everybody, ooh, Michael Myers killed people. He's still out there. He's coming to get you kids. And it's funny. I'm like, what is this shit? And why would anybody be okay with it? Right? So we hear in that. And it, they keeps we see billboards for him. He is a 1970-something character. He doesn't look like he exists at all like he's another cartoon character his billboards are even yeah, funny you can't even tell what timeline you're and in just this guy he's got his own radio tower he's got his own place in town he's popular he seems like he's important yeah it's i mean it's really a small strange. town also so he, like they're you know they, they they probably only have like one 
one uh, DJ, one radio station. Sure. And he's making a career off of haunting everybody off the shit that happened in this town, which is insane. But, I mean, uh, everyone in this, in this um, movie is unlikable, so in my we're, opinion. We're going to now say that... So Allison's driving home, and there now remember, everything takes place on the same street. So this one street that looks busy at one point goes to a bridge, and then there's no one ever on this bridge except the character that's taking place at the time. Mm -hmm. So Allison is driving over this bridge because everybody does in this movie. She gets pulled over by a cop. The cop turns out to be a guy she went on a couple dates with. He's obsessed with her. He's like, I pulled you over because you're hot. Now, he looks like he's 15 years older than her. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's like 50. He, he again, seems like he is in the Dukes of Hazard. He does not seem <laughs> like he's in, in whatever year this is supposed to be taking place. Um, Nobody looks like they're in the right year. She, he says, well, you should call me. You know, I've been waiting for your phone call. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, I really pulled you over because you got that tailpipe. Hold on. You got to get it fixed. So she's like, I will. And she, I guess she's going to go to the junkyard to get it fixed with, you know, that kid, Corey. But we zoom down and we see that there's a homeless man living in a camping tent under the bridge. And there's a tunnel into yeah. a sewer system under the bridge perfectly. And we zoom into it and we know someone's watching. Mm -hmm. I wonder who it is. So because, you know, when the cops are looking for a serial killer that killed 50 people, you know, never look in the sewer. Just don't do it. No. Don't go near where the bums are hanging yeah, out either. Yeah, why bother? Yeah, why bother? So she goes to the junkyard to get it to her car fixed now because the cop stopped her. The muffler's hanging off, but she actually just wants to see Corey. Corey uh, shows her his motorcycle, and she gets on. He goes, get on. And she, he gets right behind her, and he starts showing her. And she is really into the fact that he is up against her. He's, she's making faces, and she's like, I'm into which this. Which I'm still not. I mean, they've only had one other encounter, which was the hand yep. at the um, she is in urgent care. She is down for some of this it's she is so down for some cory weird it's so weird that this character allison likes this kid we don't even know why he's so weird he's very strange person we don't see what attracts her to him why they're why she's even into him it seems like she's more into him than he is you know with her yeah it's just bizarre right off the bat when he's like flirting with her and she's behind him that a car shows up and his boss yells hey cory you got to help with this and it turns out the bully that he flattened the tires of, his father has towed his car in because his son doesn't know how to, to change the tires. And he, this, the father is slapping that bully kid in the head. And he's like, oh, shit. Corey's like, oh, shit, I did this, you know? <laughs> so he's like, you got to help this. And she, he's like, all right, I got to go do this, you know, and I'll, I'll fix your car real quick. And she goes, yeah, but I want you to go to a Halloween party with me. And he's like, I don't know. I'm not really good in these situations and stuff like that. And she goes, I want you to go anyways. And he goes, I don't have a costume. She goes, I'll take care of that. I don't remember them exchanging numbers, but Corey now has her phone number. And we see Corey's family life, and we find out that his boss is his stepfather or his father. We, I don't really know, but he's eating dinner with his incredibly obnoxious mother. Who is batshit crazy? Yeah, she's batshit. I mean, everybody in this movie character. is just like it's, she's a parody of herself. Yeah, she you know? she is unreal. Now Corey starts getting text messages from Allison saying, um, "I have the Halloween costume for you, right?" And he he's trying to hide it from his mother, and his mother's like, "Ah, damn it! What are you? Who's texting you? What are you doing? 
you know what? People who text message aren't going to get custard for dinner. I know, after she's dinner. so weird. Like, she treats him like he's a little boy. Yeah. It's really weird. And, and then, um, what happened to your hand? Oh, my God, you gotta... She says to her, I don't know who the guy is. Stepfather? I don't know who Let's he just is. Let's assume he's the stepfather. She says, uh, you gotta take care of my son better. Right? And then she leaves to go clean the dishes or whatever, and the father's like, hey, I don't tell her about the motorcycle. That's just gonna freak her out. Right? Cut to Lori, um, Allison, and... Corey now are meeting up to do Halloween, and she gives him a scarecrow mask. It's like a cheap plastic it's like scarecrow. A clown. Mask. I thought it was a clown. No, it's a scarecrow head. Oh, it's like a little hat. Uh, not that it matters. It's got a little hat and a little face. <laughs> not that it matters um, at all. <laughs> well, he wears it a lot in this one. So, and she is dressed. I don't know, a witch maybe. She looks like she's just wearing a goth dress. Yeah, I mean it's not even really a costume. Yeah, and we find out that. The most popular bar, maybe the only bar that exists in Haddonfield after the last events, is this bar that they're in. There's two pool tables. It seems very small. The owner or the person running it, it turns out to be the one of the original movie characters that Lindsay. survived the last movie. She's running the place. And they have a rave in this little bar. And they are, like, having a ball. And... Allison and him are getting drunk, and they're dancing all over each other, and this is a great time, and you, you kind of feel happy that Corey is experiencing yes, something good. Yet again, they had not had one single conversation to even like make us think you know, or realize why they connected at all. Like, Why are these two people connecting? Yeah, no, it's I agree. It's so weird. It's like they were just thrown together. It was so weird. Yeah. I just don't feel... I didn't feel anything about their... Like little um, like thing that they had. There was no connection. It was just weird. I agreed. So they're having a great time, and I and I gotta tell you, I'm into. I'm in, at this point in the movie. I was thinking, this is bizarre. The writing is strange. I don't know what this is, but I do like this Corey guy, and I'm hoping he's gonna be like the hero lead or whatever. I don't know where they're gonna go at this point because I was baffled, and like I said in the uh, before review of before thoughts i was saying that where could they go and i never expected in a million years it would be something like we're getting right now at this point in this movie so they're having a great time and he goes to the bar to get some drinks allison's friend who works with her at the doctor's office she is a really like an asshole she's like a There's motor mouth asshole always one of those smart ass slutty just annoying yeah. side characters in in horror movies where like you know, she's the one that always is flirty with the doctors and the, you Which know, you don't even the see boss. Until later. Yeah. And she's always the one with her boobs out and always making snarky yeah. comments. Yeah. And she was like, are you going to fuck that crazy kid? Yeah. I mean. I, she's like I, saying crazy stuff like that It was just things that this, you know, why, why would that come out of your mouth at that she moment? She says, and Allison replies, I can be with whoever I want. And right now I'm with him. Yeah. It's really strange. And, and like, then the why? girl... why? The dialogue is so weird. The bartender, the woman from the other ones, she says, Allison, you be with whoever you want to be with. Yeah. Oh, Lindsay okay. says that. Yeah. Lindsay, who, you know, as a child suffered trauma, you know, having Michael Myers in her house. Oh, yeah, you know, just go ahead and trust that guy. You know, he, he was almost a convicted murderer. You know, he's he looks normal, he, he was, too. He, he was let he off. He behaves... But... But he behaves very strangely. I, at this point, I just think he acts like a kid who's definitely been through some drama. 
the characters are all talking to each other like aliens. Like, they don't seem like... The dialogue humans. does not fit in yeah. whatsoever. It doesn't feel like um, two people, two human people having a conversation. Yeah. So, uh, Corey goes to the bar to get a beer for them while they're dancing. And just so happens that the mother of the child that he accidentally knocked over the thing is sitting there waiting to pounce on him. She's staring at him. And she goes, you're having a good time? You're smiling? You love... You know what I'm thinking about? My dead child. You saw- You took him from me. You know, you piece of shit is not a day I don't think about, you know. And Corey's like, uh, I'm sorry. You know? He's just, he's drunk and he's having a good time. And this is like done. Uh, you know, he's devastated, like instantly. And rightfully so. So he runs out. He just runs out. Now, they make it a point to show that he left his scarecrow mask on the table. That, I don't know why that was shown. And I don't know how it comes back, but it strangely does in a weird way but not in a payoff that you think it's going to be i think they did that because he's eventually going to get a new one no because he wears it again he goes out in the street and allison sees that he ran out so she runs after him and they they run out and they're now on the side of a busy road i couldn't help but think one of them's going to get hit by a car i don't know what it was the way that the scene was shot and the way that the movie kept setting up cars almost hitting Corey, I thought, this kid's going to get hit by a car. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what this is. And how many minutes would you say this is into the film? Right now, I'd say we're at least 40 minutes in. We have to be. Wow. If, 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 I was going to say 30 minutes, but maybe, maybe you're right. And that's crazy because we have not seen Michael Myers yet. Yep. Now, we're. I mean, we're literally in... I, we have to be at least 40 minutes in. Yeah, um, yeah, because now we get to explain what is really happening here. Why Allison's so into him. Allison says, I, I care about you, and I like you, and we're having a good time. Don't leave. And he says, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm messed up. I, I'm going, I, I've done bad things. You know, like I did something terrible. She says, no, you don't understand, right? And now this is where... I could not stop noticing the editing in this film. This movie keeps showing clips or things that you think are payoffs, and usually the movie does that to establish a payoff. Mm-hmm. This movie never pays off any of those things. It doesn't. Like, the, there's a knife missing on the uh, zucchini bread. It doesn't really matter. No. He grabs it later on, he finds it somewhere else, and he has it with him. But it's not important. He The chocolate milk. Not important. Not it's important. just showing you that this is where his life goes wrong every time with the chocolate milk, right? Uh, he almost gets hit by a car. Doesn't come back. But this scene is filmed in a weird way. And you just feel like any moment someone's going to get killed here, but I don't know what it is, right? To double down on this, Allison's hands are suddenly up in a hold my hand position. But you can tell that they edited out a scene or a conversation to make that make sense. But it's just there, and it's not explained, and there's no dialogue to yeah. it. Yeah, and it was the weirdest scene too. And yeah. it was like she was just holding her hands up, like in, in she a weird... wanted him to hold her hands or something. Yeah, it's weird. And then she put her hands over her face. That was weird. I didn't even remember that. But she she says to him, "I like you because I see you. I saw when I first saw you. I saw you. Not all the things people said about you, because they look at me." And they don't see me either. They see what happened to us. And that's why I care about you. Because okay, finally, some know, kind of interest, yeah. you, know, you know, explanation of why. And it's a weak one. It's a weak one. Yeah, it is. Um, she's like, that's why I like you. Because I can see the real you. And he says, no, you're wrong. What 
you you what the truth is is they see a psychopath with me they see a killer they see a bad person with you they see a survivor and a hero i don't know about a hero i i don't she didn't do anything like all right whatever so she, he runs off and she starts crying right and now he's got to walk and of course since there's only one road this road goes over the bridge because where, that's where the only the, road. the homeless guy above where the homeless guy this is lives. The, yeah, the bridge that we were er- earlier. Again, there's like so many cars going past them when they're talking on the side of the road. And then when they're wa- he's walking over the bridge, no cars, but one car shows up. Oh, guess it, who it is? Yeah, guess who it is? The bullies found him. The four bullies. The band camp kid, the mullet kid, the letterman jacket kid, and the girl who just stepped out of uh, a Nirvana video. Yeah. <laughs> and they instantly jump out stop the car in the middle of the road stop jump out and harass him the one girl is like hey guys calm down stop leave him alone and they're like shut the fuck up the other three want to beat him up there's even one other girl and she's like get that bastard yeah like why why do you want to hurt this kid Yeah, yeah and so they do they he and he actually stands up for himself here he he actually tries he says you know you don't understand. You and me are the same. Your father bullies you and treats you like crap because he he has no one else. You know he has no one else as his punching bag. He that's how he sees you, and that's why you're acting out against me. That's why you're a bully. And then he's like, "What you call me?" So the other kid holds him back, and they start punching him. And he, they knock his glasses off, and they smash his glasses, and then they throw him over the bridge. I know. Like, are you? murderers like yeah. what is wrong with you there's no water under this bridge he just hits no, the ground he hits the ground and they're like oh shit and uh the one girl's like oh my god what did you guys do and he's like nothing you better shut your fucking mouth and not say anything right <sighs> what good friends these are yep they get in a car and they're like woohoo and they leave um now we see Corey's just laying in the ground and then someone comes out of the shadows of the tunnel oh and pulls Corey in and fade away. And we see the bum seeing it going, oh. Right? Yep. So fade to the next day. And we see Lori going to a supermarket. And Lori runs into uh, Will Patton from the last one, who was the cop who should be dead, somehow survived his wounds from the first one, from 2018. And he's somehow alive. And these two and four years are still not together, even though in the hospital they basically told each other they like each other. Yeah. Why weren't they together? Why weren't it so weird? weird. So they have an awkward moment where they're talking and they're flirting, and he tells her, I want to go see the cherry blossoms, and I'm learning Japanese. Okay, weird. So cherry blossoms becomes a plot point between these characters and kind of Lori's plot. And they go to the register, and they flirt, and she says... I like seeing your face. And he says, I really like seeing your face. And, you know, everybody working there is like, ooh. You know, normal, normal. Everything's fine. And uh, they're like, basically, we want to hook up. And she leaves, and they're like awkward. And I don't know why, well, Patton's like, well, we should see more of each other. We should go to dinner. Anything. Nope. She actually tells him, like, he doesn't know this. I'm living with Allison. We have a nice house. Mm-hmm. How does he not know? So in four years, you guys never talked? Never talk in four years? What is happening? Like, right? didn't you ever go out on that date that you invited her or, out to? Or when the, 
the murders after the murders happened they both were in the hospital together and they got out of the hospital you know they weren't in recovery yeah, they together never, no, nothing never ever happened out, between them no never yeah. had coffee nothing nothing just or talked talking. about any of it yeah in a small town and he's like a this? cop you yeah. think he'd be checking on her all he's the time a cop yeah so and i don't know if he's still working but he seems to because he always gets every call we'll get on that too but uh so she goes out to the parking lot they kind of like say bye and still will Ben's like not asking her out. But she walks out. She's so happy in the parking lot. And then, out of nowhere, a woman starts saying to her, you happy, huh? And then she's like, huh? What? And it's this woman. And she's like, so I see you're smiling and you're happy. I wish I could be happy. My sis, that, that crazy lunatic that you had to mess with, set him on the whole town. And now my sister is in this, she can't speak and she can't get out of a wheelchair. And we cut to her sister, who she has propped up, ready to go in a wheelchair to taunt her is the woman from the last movie that got stabbed in the throat with a fluorescent light bulb. Yeah, she's she's the one who had the, the drone with her husband, right? They're, yes. Yeah. She is, there is no way she's that this alive. woman's alive. Okay, she's alive, first of all. She was bleeding out. She got stabbed in the freaking jugular. With a pipe. With a pipe and, and left there he, to like, die. I think twisted it. Yeah. She's dead. There is no way... And she, the sisters, this woman's like, you're the one that made Michael Myers exist. You're the one that did this. <laughs> and now I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody in the last movie was saying that Lori was like the hero. She's the badass. She almost killed Michael. In fact, if anybody's to blame, it's the firefighters that accidentally saved him. Right, exactly. That he killed all of them. It's Lori actually was the only one that came close enough to killing this guy. And she's blaming her yeah so she that's says that you taunted him that goes along with how Lori's like kind of an outcast in the town but she seems to be living a, a relatively happy life it's she so seems to weird be. and you know um this lady who could possibly never ever be alive ever after what happened to her um they the, the filmmakers just decided to bring her back for what reasoning to taunt I mean, Lori it's with. so stupid there's no reason for her to be in this movie at all and i was watching this scene i'm like are you fucking kidding me? Like, why Why do we need this? Like, it's, it, if anything, you know, if you're going to bring back anybody, sh- the, Annie's, Annie's father, the sheriff, or something. Or, you know, somebody oh, how from... How could he be alive? Well, he's still alive. <laughs> That's Miss, crazy. Uh, sheriff Brackett. You know, why don't you bring back Sheriff Brackett? But, like, you're going to... How about this? You just have the faces of the dead, like your daughter... Or anything that she's seeing, the trauma that yeah. she's been through, like the loss that she has suffered her whole life. Yeah. Everybody's Tommy is dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Right? Everyone's and dead. You think that she would just see faces or something. Mm-hmm. But no, they brought a character back to taunt her and tell her that she was a bastard. Now, if it was Lori telling herself that she was the problem, I would get this. Right. But to have another character tell her that when everybody must know there's no fucking way it's her. She's the one, only one that was warning everybody he's coming back one day. She was telling yeah, everybody. But people thought she was crazy yeah. then and they didn't believe her. And no one believed her. And now they're calling her the lunatic? You yeah. think that she would be the boss of the town. Right. You know what but I mean? It's just, she's, you know, it seems like she's so, she's an outcast and she's the one that told everybody about it and they didn't believe her. And yeah. And they, they just decided to bring this lady back from the last one who has no relevance to the situation whatsoever. She was just another body. In the long list of bodies, she they bring her back. Like it was just so weird. Bring back Lil John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly, it was so stupid of a thing to do. Yeah. So Lori's depressed. 
and, and that that ends that. She gets in her car and she's sad again, and she's like a mess because of this. We cut to Corey waking up in a tunnel in the sewer system. He just wakes up now. So someone dragged him in here and then just left him. Yeah. Right? What okay. the hell? Now this is really funny. He wakes up and he's like, "Where the hell am I? What's happening?" And he hears something. So he looks at a hole in the wall. Michael Myers is standing behind a hole in the wall for no reason. He dragged him in here, waited, let him recover from his wounds of falling off a bridge. Yep. He's okay, by the way. Yep. And fine. Fine. And uh, Michael just waited for him to wake up. Yeah. Why? It was so nice. No, no idea. So he sees Michael and he's like, what the fuck is that? And Michael reaches out and grabs his head. Now, for some reason, I guess Michael waited for this moment to kill him. He grabs his head, and this is where the movie gets batshit fucking crazy. Yeah, now, mind you, we are now, what, almost an hour in at this point? If, if, at we, least 55 minutes. We in. actually see Michael. We see him. And before, he was, like, just lurking in the shadows. You get to see, like, a silhouette of him. Not even that. Just, like, kind of seeing somebody seeing. Yeah, and then and then now you see Michael, and yeah. we're, at, we're at least an hour in at this Maybe. point. Maybe, yeah. So he grabs Corey's head. And, well, like I said, this is where it gets crazy. He sees Corey's trauma? Yeah, maybe he feels it, like, you know. He's an empath. Yeah, he, like, touches him and he feels it, you know. Michael Myers is an empath. Corey has been through some shit. Everybody he's ever killed in the last movie, none of them have also been through some trauma. No. None of them. They're all, they're all like, you know what? He touched them and went, I deem this person killable. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he like touched Corey and was like, oh, you know, he's got, he's got some demons. Maybe I can corrupt him. He killed a child. I killed a child. We have a lot in common. Yeah. He hates the world. I hate the world. (laughs) Let's be buddies. Yeah. So with this, Corey's like, what the fuck? And he gets out of there. Michael lets him go. Now, Michael's also wheezing and, and rightfully so. Not only is he, I think, 70? a 75-year-old man. Yeah. He also has been shot, stabbed, cut in half, beat <laughs> down to death, and set on fire. <laughs> he, he's got missing fingers. In the end of the last one, they shot him and beat him to death with a bat. Yep. And he got up. And he was also stabbed in the back with a pitchfork. Yeah, and we know now, I mean, obviously through all of this, that Michael Myers is not a man anymore. He's just, I guess, like a supernatural entity. Oh, is he? Because he's a man again. Oh, wow. When it comes needed for it. So um, he runs out of there. Corey runs out of the hole and gets to the very end of the hole and looks back in. Because that's what you do after seeing Michael Myers. Yeah, you see you Michael see, Myers, you, you don't back run into like the hell. Hole. Yeah. And this is where the bum, the homeless man, jumps on him. And he's a... Fucking lunatic, too, because everybody's a cartoon character. He jumps on him and says, why did he let you live? He brings other people in there, and never they never come back out. He never lets anybody go. What is it about you? And he goes, I'm Michael Myers. And then he pulls out a switchblade, and he <laughs> goes to kill Corey. And then Corey, of course, gets close with that, you know, that terrible movie thing where everybody hugs, and yeah. you know someone's been stabbed. Yep. And... It's oh, the homeless guy got stabbed, of course, with his own blade, mm-hmm. and then Corey takes the blade from him and goes to town stabbing him. Mm-hmm. He stabs him multiple times. He throws the blade away, and he's like, "What did I do?" And he continues to walk home. Yeah. Now he's fallen from a bridge. He's been beat up in the past. He, he has that scar from his hand. He has come face to face with Michael Myers. Yeah, he's yeah. Michael Myers grabbed him, 
and did something to him. We don't even know what this is, right? So I think what the movie's trying to say is that when he grabbed him, he got he got a little evil in him. Yeah, he like transferred over some some of his... evil, some Michael, <laughs> some Michael. He tra- he got a little he got a little Michael on. Yeah, you got a little Michael on you. Yeah, you. Michael on you. Uh, so <laughs> Jesus Christ, he hobbles home. He hobbles home, he gets hobbles home. home. His mother's like, where the fuck have you been? What is going on? Yeah, his mother he, is the most disgusting thing. I can't take her. He locks, just awful. She locks him. He locks her, himself in the bathroom. He takes off his shirt. He's got bruises all over him. He stares. She's banging the door. Let me in the bathroom. I want to see you, you know, in the bathroom. I don't know what the hell's going on. She's screaming on the other side. And he just stares at himself in the mirror. Jesus, I don't even know where to start with the rest of this now because... I mean, we're telling you guys all this play-by-play because literally you have to realize that none of what's happening is relevant to this story, like, at all. I would say it kind of is for what they're trying to talk about, but it's the fact that this is a Halloween film and this is what this movie's doing for the entire runtime, right? So... It's just a filler. It's like nonsense. It's like nonsensical... Filler. So when when Corey and I got I had this on, when Corey stares in the the mirror at himself, he also stares at his hand. Yeah. And he's like, now it seems to be saying that his hand feels better after killing that That's guy. That's what I thought. And he also doesn't seem to need glasses anymore. Yeah. For the he rest of the movie, no. he never needs glasses again. No. Nope. So it seems almost like the film is suggesting another thing. Like something supernatural has happened. Like something is happening and it's tying back to the idea that Michael gets stronger every kill. Yep. Which is crazy in itself, right? I don't, and I, I can't it, stand it, that theory. It makes me like. Yeah, I, I, it's terrible. Stabby. But oh, what's, see what I did there? Stabby. I said stabby. But what the movie seems to suggest this, but it doesn't go any further and it doesn't even try to explain itself. So. It just, that's what you get. And there's also a shot of his ring, I think, at one point. And I don't, they make sure you see this ring. It does not come into there's, play either. There's so much um, about Corey that makes no sense at all. Like, they show us things about Corey that we don't give a shit about. We don't care about the chocolate milk. We don't care about, like, I mean, honestly, what is this ring he's wearing that they make a point to show? Like, there's just stupid shit that we just don't. I mean, we don't care about. Yeah, we it's get mind-boggling. Yeah, so we get like some scenes like uh, Allison hates her job. Her boss uh, has now promoted the other girl, who is obviously probably screwing her him. Yeah, and she she got the promotion over her. She's sick of it. You know, she goes home. We see Lori sitting back, thinking about her book, and she just all of a sudden gets a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. And because Lori has another superpower also she can sense evil yeah right so she goes something's up right <laughs> so she looks out the window and Corey is standing exactly like michael was when she looked on the block right on the end of the bushes yeah like He's right on the there. end like just lurking She's there like, like a creep oh oh my god so she goes out to see him and he's not there oh he's disappeared like the boogeyman but oh. just like the boogeyman he teleports right behind her and she didn't see him the whole time yeah and he goes Hey, and she's like, oh, and he's like, uh, I'm yeah. here for Allison, right? He's like totally normal. He's just doing like, you know, creepy things, just lurking yeah, but around. It, it, it seems like it's only Lori thinking that something's creepy. There's no reason really. He doesn't seem that creepy. And he looks at her and he goes, those guys came back. The bullies, they jumped me last night. And I was hoping to see Allison. And she's, Lori's looking at him like she's smelling a fart. 
She knows something's <laughs> wrong. You know something's wrong, but you don't really understand what Lori is getting out of this, right? So Allison comes out and he's like, I just wanted to say, sorry, I ran away last night. You know, I need to talk to you. Will you go on a walk with me? Allison goes, sure. And she like walks past him and he follows her. And Lori, Lori stands in there and he's, she's like, something's wrong. Something's wrong here. So then we cut to Allison and Corey are walking, and Corey reaches out his hand and says, I killed somebody. It was so crazy. Right? And then she takes his hand. She takes his hand. And then they cut to they're in the house where he cut, he killed the child by accident. This house is abandoned. Yeah, the the parents obviously have moved out of this house. It's a, I guess, it's a beautiful, huge house that was never put on the market for some reason. Yeah. Nobody ever bought this house. It's abandoned, and they can sneak in, and they even have the piano there still. Yep. It it is wild. And guess what? (laughs) The bloodstain is still on the floor of the child. And he brings her there and starts telling her about how he accidentally killed that child, and he feels responsible for it. Mm -hmm. Now, he kills the homeless person. You think that that's what he's going to tell her? And the fact that he says to her, hey, I killed somebody, take my hand, and she takes it, is like, wow. Yeah, like, wow. um, okay, well, not, there, there wasn't signs. a single fucking question, okay? She didn't even say, you know, oh, you know, who, who did you kill? Like, what happened? Tell me everything. Yeah. Um, you know, like, she didn't she even seem curious. Hand. She just took his hand. Like, wee, I yep. just fell in love. Exactly. Like, what is wrong with this bitch? So, yeah, he's, so he tells her all these things, these crazy things. And he's like, I like you. you. You make me feel better. You know, you and me against the world and all this stuff. And I think we, she, whatever. And she's like, I'm in for it, this like, relationship. The and then he says to her, hey, uh, I was just wondering, did uh, Michael spare you or did you really get away? Now, this, this is how you break this romantic moment between the two people. He asks about her trauma. And you know what? She's cool with that, too. She says... I don't know. I think I got I away. I mean, I'm beyond baffled at this movie. Like, first of all, the, the these two characters are the most ridiculous, infuriating two people. I, I mean, after this girl goes through all this shit, she's going to take the hand of an admitted killer. Yeah. Okay? Like, are you out of your fucking mind? What is wrong with you, man? Yeah. Like, do you have any idea who this guy even is? At what point do they even, like, you know, they have that moment of cuteness where they actually fell for each other. No, we don't We don't have that. Hmm. There was no discussions between it's the two of them. It's an instant romance. It was literally just an instant throw-together romance. Yeah. And we have no reason to have this these people together. And, and I would say at this point, I thought to myself... Holy shit, is this movie going to do what I think it's going to do? And I I thought, I don't know about you, but I thought, they're going to make these two Mickey and Mallory, they're going to be the new Michael Myers. And I thought, maybe he's going to get the powers of Michael and become the new Michael. And I thought, Allison might be a killer too. Because I was they're setting. Not. I well, didn't I, I just that. kept saying, that is some bold shit. That is a daring thing to not have Michael in this, to make it a new Michael Myers and it's Corey and wow I'll give you some balls and I'll give you some props if that's what you're setting up here right that's what I thought so um now we cut to Lori and she's gonna talk to somebody about this since she only has one friend and that's the bartender because you know what a recovering alcoholic should do go to a bar and hang out with her friend that owns the bar 
So she says to the bartender, now it's during the day. There's no one in this bar. She says to the bartender, I saw his eyes. And it was Michael's eyes. Yeah. Devil's eyes. The boogeyman. Like, she's become like some kind of like clairvoyant, like super sensitive, like a, what do you call, um, like when you're sensitive to like paranormal stuff, like... I guess I I said empath before, but like, but like, uh, what? Like she can sense the evil coming out of his eyeballs. She's what the fuck? Now she only has dealt with Michael two different other times. Yep. So yeah, Lori's like telling her it's the devil. I saw it in him. He's evil. Something's wrong. He's Michael. Yeah. And she and Lori, what's that girl's name? Lindsay. Lindsay goes. I got somebody you got to talk to. And it just so it turns out there's only one other person in the bar and he's playing pool by himself and it happens to be the father of the child that Corey accidentally killed. Yep. And now I have a conversation where this guy says, you know, I wanted to forgive him. I wanted to see him and talk to him and say, maybe I could forgive you and all that and move on. And it just so happened I saw him hobbling down the street bloody after he had killed the homeless man and he was walking home bloody, Mm -hmm. limping. Messed up and bruised. Nobody stopped for him. No. Nope. But this guy pulled, he says, I pulled over and I wanted to talk to him. And he leaned in and looked at me and I saw the devil's eyes. Yeah. And I drove off and left him. It's just so, like, that what kid, the fuck? Yeah, he goes, so that kid was gone. Like, what the fuck? What? What is happening? Like, you you see the devil in this kid? Like Everybody can. What? And everyone except, in this except room, Allison. Except Allison. She she loves him. So she I, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on in this movie at all. So yeah. So now now it's confirmed. Yeah. I have another person. He's the devil. Were you gonna do anything with this information? No. No. So except she does. It turns out Lori finds Corey sleeping in the old blood stain. Of the child and then an abandoned yeah, house. Yeah, you know, because that's what people do, you know, when, when you know, they get really, like, you know, upset and lonely and, and sad. They they go to the abandoned house where a child fell to his death and died yeah. and lay down in the very spot where he died. Yeah. And yeah. she finds him. And this is really comical because uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis, it almost seems like she's in a spoof of a Halloween movie because she's laying back on a chair against a wall with her legs spread, with her hands, and she's supposed to look cool, but it is so awkward looking. It's very awkward And looking. she's like, I know you, what you are, boy, and you're the devil and all this stuff, and I know it. And he's like, you know, that, you know that's, you know, I'm, well, that's what you see. It doesn't matter. Me and Allison are going to be together forever, and nobody can have her but me. Yeah, and if he, I can't have her, her nobody, nobody can. Yeah, which is insane speech. Fuck? And then he looks up, and Lori has vanished like a ninja. Yeah, just left. It's after so hearing that weird. Yeah. Like none of this has any relevance whatsoever. And again, we are now another twenty minutes into this movie. Uh, after like so an hour and twenty minutes into this movie, and we still have like no Michael. This is just. Bullshit Insane. surrounding this fucking stupid kid yeah. who I didn't like from the beginning anyway. He was okay. But then after the 10-minute mark, I just started disliking him. Everything about him. I mean, there's no reason that this girl, Allison, would ever just be completely, instantly infatuated with this yeah. kid. He is creepy and off-putting and, and just strange. Yeah. He's awkward. And, well, and so we still have no idea... 
you know, and you know, he doesn't have one friend in this small town, yeah, and everyone nobody. hates him. Yeah. And but this girl, Allison, oh yeah, she's trusting, and well, she, she doesn't have anybody either. I mean, it's just so she's insane. So they, Al- Allison hates her life. She hates the town. He hates the town. They go to a bar, right? Uh, they actually go to a diner. The, the, it's a diner. This is another terribly edited scene. He's like looking at things wrong. It doesn't really edit well. And they're having a conversation about how they hate everything and they share everything. And the, it turns out that the cop that likes Allison is also there, of course. Yeah, he's the everybody's one that pulled her there. over. Yeah. He uh, he comes over and says, hey, we're having a birthday in power. I want you to come over and be with my friends and have cake. And she goes, I'm not alone. I'm with somebody. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you can come too, kid. Anyways, you know, come over here and eat some cake with us. She's like, again, no, I'm with somebody. Like he was and so then, invasive. So he's like, why are you freaking out? And then she, Corey says, she's with somebody. Do you, do you understand? And then he's like, whoa, what's her mouth with you, asshole? You know, like. Yeah, it was like people what, are just fight? provoking the yeah. shit out of this kid for no, no reason. reason. Oh, he's like, oh, you're that psychopath. Oh, he's like you. You like you're sleeping with a psychopath now. That's what yeah, you like. That's why like, you're not calling me. I mean, so bizarre. Like, yeah, he's like, well, you haven't called me because you're with him. Yeah. Like, um, no, I'm not calling you because you're a nut job. Everyone in this fucking town is a nut job. No, oh, everybody's crazy like, and everybody's hilarious. Everybody has terrible dialogue too. Terrible dialogue. Yeah. And so, uh, they cut to a scene where the two of them are just miserable and they're like sitting at a bar or something. And then Allison's like. I want to watch this town burn. And yeah. he says, right to her ear, I'm going to light the match. Right? So they they, <laughs> they get on their motorcycle. They she, He drives her home. They're making out. She goes in the house. But we see that he's being followed by a car. Somehow Corey knows this is happening. Because he leads that car to the underpass with the with the hole where Michael is. And he's right. Because the cop is the, is in the car, and he gets out, and he finds the homeless man dead in a tent, and then Corey just wraps a, a jacket around his head, <laughs> and it, it it doesn't do anything to the cop because the cop just punches him in the face. It's wildly comical, but Corey starts laughing. This is really funny to him, too. So Corey runs into the hole, and the cop follows him because what you do when someone tries to kill you and you just found a dead body is you walk into a fucking tunnel. Yeah. Right? So he goes in the tunnel. And Michael comes out wheezing, and Corey's like, show me how you do it. Show me how you do it. You know, get him. And Michael's like, I can hardly move. He doesn't say anything, but he's like. <gasps> I know. It sounds like he needs an oxygen yeah. tank. And he's like, get him, get him. So Corey <laughs> holds the cop down, and they're on the floor, and Cor- the cop's like, what the fuck is happening? Now, Michael just finds like a shovel in the wall, like one of those things that you spread uh, like pavement, like you spread uh, cement down with. Yeah. He pulls it out and just starts stabbing the shit out of the cop. But when he does, he gets electrified and Michael is reborn. We just see him going like, <laughs> and he's like getting powers. <laughs> it's like he, he it, it, it just goes along with what we said about the last one is every time he kills, he yeah. gets more power. But we never saw him body dry heave like going nuts, like bacon being he was popped. Like, he was like, uh, pop and lock yeah. it, like turbo and ozone yeah, and break it's it. so bad. And now he's like, oh, I'm regenerated. He stops wheezing. Oh, my God. Right? He gets his second wind. He gets he his second wind. He hasn't killed anyone in a bit. It's been a hot minute. But that's not true because the homeless man tells us he's been dragging other people in there. 
No, and nobody in the town's talking about missing people. They're homeless people. I guess or, that's what they're saying. Okay. Like, so that's crazy. And so the homeless guy is still just hanging around that area after. Well, that he guy knows said, it. "I'm Michael Myers," and he had a switchblade and he was trying to kill Corey. <laughs> this is lunaticville. Everybody's a <laughs> lunatic, right? So Corey is now a serial killer. Going on in this movie. All right. So yeah, so Corey's he's a he's a killer. He's so a, cut to on purpose. One of time. the craziest scenes this is a breakdown right because now allison said <laughs> i want to watch this town burn and he says i'm going to light the match this sounds like they're about to kill people together yes it does and he just asked michael show me how you do it like i want to know how to get the powers i want to be like you right <laughs> so do you think that's what that means right yes so cut to the nurse and the doctor coming home to his house, his beautiful house, and he's a, being a douchebag, and she's like, they're obviously screwing, and he, she's like, oh, uh, I'm going to go in the bath, uh, bathroom. He's like, yeah, take a bath. Like, she needs a bath, right? Yeah, like, go cleanse yourself. Yeah, and yes. he's playing music, Thank and he's her. getting, like, champagne. She goes in the bedroom. She finds a box, and the box says, happy promotion. And yeah. there's, like, a, a silk robe. Like a sil- silk robe. And she goes... Ooh, somebody call me a doctor. It's just so bad. The dialogue, it's so bad. And then all of a sudden she hears (laughs) the record, like the music stop and a struggle. And she goes through the sliding glass door to the pool area. And she sees a person in the scarecrow mask, Corey, stabbing the shit out of the doctor. Yep. Now, we saw that he left the, the, the mask. How he has his scarecrow mask back is... Bizarre. Yeah, he left it at the bar. He left it at okay, the bar. They even flow. showed a shot of it. He, she, he's stabbing the shit out of the doctor. He's killing him. And she's like, oh, fuck. So she runs back in the sliding glass door, and he chases her, and he gets there. He puts his hand in, she slams it on that hand that hurts. And he's like, ah, shit. You know? Like, <laughs> and he's like hurting. He just starts, she locks it, and she starts backing away. And as she's backing away, he's like punching it. Not, not trying to break the glass, but just lightly tapping on the glass mm-hmm. now you think that he would be trying to shatter it to get to her but he stops suddenly because behind the nurse michael myers has been hiding in the bathroom <laughs> okay now we have to break this down because How what i thought in there what i thought was about to happen was that allison was gonna be behind her and that allison had now become a killer and they were killers together right because that's what they seem like they set up because also why would Corey want to kill the doctor and the nurse yeah, it makes no sense. She, the only reason is because she says, I hate my job. I yeah, got I get to kill them. They were planning on skipping town and leaving together and, anyway. And I guess the only line of dialogue to make Corey seem like he's going to kill them is that she says, I have a job. And he's like, well, fuck it. I got to get rid of that job, I guess. But it, this is baffling. But what's even more baffling, what we have to really dissect is Michael followed him. Did, he only drives a motorcycle. Did Michael get on the motorcycle and fi- go to the house how did they well, even find the doctor? How do they know where he lives? That's true. And Michael, how did he get in the house to kill him? Were they there already? Was Michael, did Michael and Corey have a conversation like, hey, Michael, I got some people I got to go kill. You want to come with? This, this is <laughs> fucking crazy, right? And so Michael, now remember, Michael is a 70-something-year-old man yep. who's been through so much body trauma, but he is now regenerated because he killed one person. Yeah, he's He is okay. able to pick up the nurse by the throat up in the air and stab, and stab her, her through, through the, wall the wall and hang her there and stare at her. It was a Bob and, moment. Remember? And do the Bob moment all yeah. over again. 
And like, you know, Corey's like, yeah, we did it. Right? Now, cut to, this is my, f- I laughed so fucking hard but because. Can I just chime in real quick? One second. We went from feeling bad for this kid. Yes. To. He's a serial killer. Instantaneously despising him he is a serial killer i just i didn't even despise him i just go holy shit he just became a cartoon character like everybody else yeah, but he's a bad person so we but went now from feeling is. bad for him in the beginning of the movie to like instantly like holy shit he just committed out and out murder yeah now he's a straight up serial killer right and they cut to Corey on the motorcycle with the sun coming up Riding the motorcycle, and the shot is on his face. And you know someone's behind him because you could see hands. Like something, someone's behind him. Mm-hmm. All I could think was, holy shit, please, Michael, be cuddling behind him on the motorcycle. <laughs> this would be the best moment. But for some reason, Allison's with him. Yeah, I don't understand. Now, this is what makes me think there was another movie filmed here where Allison killed people. Because why would she be with him after he had just killed two people none of it makes any sense with michael no myers and how did michael and him split up again michael went back to the, <laughs> the sewer system and why wouldn't michael just go on a killing spree again michael goes back to the sewer system and waits for Corey. yeah like like, like, a, a, like a dog like a dog and for some reason he's with uh, allison they they go to the um the radio tower for no reason Go and climb up to the top of the radio tower to hang out. Yeah. And Corey's like, regenerates now because he's killed people. He's like Michael, I guess. At least yeah. he thinks he is. So he's like, I'm unstoppable and we're going to live together. We're going to be together forever. You and me, Allison. She's like, ha ah, ha ha, you're so cute. You know, and he jumps off. He keeps jumping off the, the tower and she's like, holy shit. What do you think you're unstoppable? Yeah, he's he goes, like playing am. around. Like, you know, he's going to like jump and he teases her. And then, you know, he jumps over the side and he looks and she looks over like, and he's like right there. Like, you know, it wasn't a big jump. Yeah, it was like, it, but he, then he like does fall and he's her. like, ooh, when he lands, he's like, ouch. Like, it's it just, really did hurt. So he's not like Michael. It's like the stupidest filler of all time. Like, yeah. So the, the DJ comes out. Yeah, the DJ comes out starts being like, hey, what are you kids doing? You know, like, get off my lawn type deal. Yeah, but he's even worse than that. Now get the fuck out of here, you pieces of crap. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's so overboard bad to them. And they're like. Everyone so is. Corey looks at him and goes. We got to leave this town. And she says, yeah, I think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right? <sighs> Everyone is bad. Everyone he, in this town is bad. He just started killing people. And now he's like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, but she doesn't know. No, but my point is, he seems like he wants to kill this entire town, but now he also wants to get out of here. So it's kind of like conflicting it with itself. I don't even understand that, right? So they go away. They go have sex. Uh, they go to Lori's house and they go have sex. And Lori's like, this kid's bad news. And I don't think you should be together. Like, he leaves. And uh, basically, Allison and, and Lori have, like, a little spat. And yeah. she's like, you, you're you the reason everybody's dead to her, the Lori and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, now, mind you, she was never thinking in these terms or talking to Lori like that in the beginning of the movie. She was happy. They they were, you know, pretty happy living together. Um, and now, all of a sudden, she doesn't like Lori. She doesn't yeah. like her own grandmother anymore. Yeah, like, Allison is full bad. Now, yeah, she's Allison like is really like, mean to people. A, a, a switch was just flipped. Like, a, I mean, something just happened to her out of the blue. And it's like all of a sudden when she started hanging out with Corey, she became like a, a, an asshole. Yeah. And so now she's like talking, you know, bad shit to her grandmother and, you know, saying, you know, I'll be better off without you. I'm running away with him, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is happening to this character? They completely done this character wrong. Yeah. They could have um, t- taken her from the last movie, Halloween Kills, 
and put something good on her, like make, you know, make her, you know, better because she didn't really have much to do in the last one. Yeah. But they didn't even, they didn't care. Yeah. They just didn't care. And so, uh, this is where it gets, this is where it basically gets the end game now because it's Halloween. Of we course we it know is. this because it tells us, but it also only shows uh, maybe one group of trick or treaters out the whole That's thing. That's it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Corey now is gone completely crazy, and he, his mother had slapped him in the face and kissed him. Yeah. It's really strange. On the lips. He goes to the tunnel to see Michael, and they have a wrestling match. They wrestle, and he takes Michael's mask. Yeah. And just leaves him. Okay, they just so wrestle around. They wrestle for no yeah, reason. No, no, no rhyme or reason to it. Now he's like, I'm going to be you. So he puts on the mask and he goes on a killing spree. Now it starts off the killing spree with the DJ. He goes yes. and kills Darcy the male girl from Joe Bob. <laughs> yeah, she Drive makes a cameo. It's um, funny. Yeah. He kills her and he kills the DJ in the best moment in the entire movie to me. He cuts his mouth, his jaw off and his tongue comes out. And then he cuts his tongue off, which falls on the record player and bounces around on the record. It's very comical. It's, it's comical, but it also looked great. It looked like it just looked amazing. Like as a as a, one of these kills, because the rest of the movie is pretty tame. Yeah, we needed a kill like that. We yeah. needed a kill like that because I mean, the whole movie. No, there's no Michael Myers in this whole movie. Yeah, especially the way that the last one was filmed, which was brutal, and the kills were strong and like really gory and scary, and everything was gritty. Yeah. And this one feels really cheap and just rushed, and everything just feels different. It feels strange. It's here. completely cheap yeah. and rushed. So completely. Now Corey is Michael Myers, right? So now he goes and he gets the kids. The what was that? The four bullies. He gets them to follow him to the junkyard, and he one by one murders them. And mm-hmm. one of the kids accidentally shoots the the stepfather in the head. He kills them, and it's just kind of like off camera. One of them has a drumstick in his face. Uh, one girl gets run over through a gate and somehow still alive. Yeah. And, and he kills all them, and then he goes and home, and he kills his mother. <laughs> this goes on a, on a killing spree. I mean, it's just so odd and and strange of a thing to happen with this character yeah at the same time allison and laurie had that fight allison stands um walked out and is ready to run away with Corey. uh laurie is now super depressed so she drinks so starts drinking heavily she goes up to her room she gets a gun loaded she calls 911 and says there's gonna there's a suicide at this place Come to this. Yeah, my house. come to my house. It's a suicide. There's a suicide. That means she's going to kill herself, right? Which is really strange. All of a sudden, you see a gunshot and stuff fly on the wall like brains. Michael Myers Corey comes in the door, shocked. But really, Lori's hiding behind the door. She shot a pumpkin. Now, I'm just going to talk about this because the pumpkin was carved. Mm-hmm. There are no guts in a pumpkin like that. Right. I don't know. I just want to see a scene of Lori shooting a pumpkin. It just makes me fucking. She says, you think I would have killed myself, you piece of shit? And she shoots Corey twice in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. He falls down the stairs at the bottom of the stairs. She comes down. She dumps all the bullets out. And she says, now Allison's going to see you for what you really are, you piece of shit that I knew you were. And he says, if I can't have Allison, nobody can. And he stabs himself in the throat with a butcher knife. It was, it was so crazy. Lori's first reaction is, grab the butcher knife out. 
And exactly that time, Allison comes in the door. Yeah, so it's like the horror movie cliche bullshit. Yeah. So it looks like Lori killed Lori him. Lori killed him. Killed him. Allison goes, you piece of shit. I knew it. And she runs out again. Again. She leaves him. She doesn't even check on Corey. No. Um, now, this is this is great because Lori is wearing the exact same outfit from the 78 movie, which looks really funny. This is all nostalgia it's, now. She's wearing that like blue um, button-down yeah. top that she wears. It just looks so funny on her now. And also, she sits down on the floor and leaves Michael in the background, mm-hmm. just like it. It's shot for. It's like trying to recapture all these shots. It's nostalgia. It's yeah. it's playing with the member berries. It's it's just overdoing it. But guess what? The real Michael Myers shows up for his mask. Yeah, he just wants his mask because back. he has a tracking device on Corey and knows exactly where he is at all times. <laughs> yeah, how apparently. did he know? He's been walking around town looking for Corey. Oh, when he was having dinner with Corey, they just had a nice long talk of where they were going to, you I know. I want to see that movie be. so bad. Um, he gets the mask, puts it on. Lori runs in the back, and she knows that Michael is now here for her. It's really happening. Yeah. So she hides, and he goes in the kitchen to find her, and they have a battle. Yep. And they ba- he smashes Lori's face into a glass cabinet. She's fine. No, she's got a little cut, you yeah, know, she's but fine. she's fine. You know, for an older lady taking a beating like that, yeah. you know? She stabs two knives into him into the middle of a kitchen table and crucifies him onto the table. It's a giant table, by the way. It's and like one she, of those um, kitchen islands. And then she takes the lightest refrigerator in the world that you've ever seen in your life, the lightest one, and she's able to oh, push yeah. it onto she him. Oh, dumps the refrigerator onto him. I would love him. to see you try to tip over our refrigerator right now. Yeah, I can't She tips that. it onto him, pinning him down. Ridiculous. she's like, now you're going to die, Michael. And she takes a butcher knife, and she slashes his throat. And and then she slashes no, him. No, no. He rips his hand out. He's still alive oh, from that's all right. of that. Yeah, he's still and he alive. grabs her to kill her, and she says, kill me, get it over with. But right at that time, because Allison saw the DJ radio tower is on fire, and she gets a call. We don't know why that tower is on fire. We don't yeah. get that's obviously another deleted scene from this movie that yeah, didn't you get know, explained. It's another deleted scene that that okay, the tower's on fire. It why? Yeah, like you didn't even bother to tell us yeah. like what happens there. No Did one we noticed, miss something when so he much. was killing Darcy the male girl? There's so much that, that does not get fire? explained. It's like yeah. it's like the, the scene in the Goonies where Data says the octopus was really scary. Yeah. Yeah, they, they <laughs> cut that scene out and they just kept that other scene in. That let's, makes no sense at all. Let's also point out that she had called the cops that she was going to commit suicide a while ago. Yeah, it's all been right. like an hour. Allison gets back. Taking her sweet ass time. Because she also gets a call from Will Patton because for some reason Will Patton calls her mm-hmm. before he gets to the house. And she he says, she called about a suicide. She goes, huh. He was going to light up. Basically, I think that what she's supposed to be thinking here is, oh, Corey said he was going to light the match. The tower's on fire. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe Corey was the bad guy. She goes home. He just she doesn't say any of this. This is just me thinking this is what they're trying You're to right. say. You're right. That's right. She, they did say they were going to light the match. So maybe yeah. he set it on fire. But at what point? When they Never. were sitting it, on top yeah. of it? It's deleted. So she comes home and finds Lori getting choked and says no. And she takes Michael's hand away from her neck and gives Lori the knife and she slits Michael's wrist and Michael dies. Mm -hmm. And the cops show up right at that moment. And now this is hilarious. They take Michael's body and they tell the cops, we got to do this. And they put it on like Aunt Edna in vacation. They tie her (laughs) Tim to the roof 
and the oh, cops go climb to the roof of the car. Yeah, this is not what we do. And then the one cop shows up, the cowboy cop shows up from the last movie and goes, "It's what we do now." Yeah, and so they've now had enough. They parade <laughs> Michael through. Now remember, this is a Halloween night. No trick or treaters. Nobody's on the road. No, nope. and everybody in the town knows that this is happening, and yep. they all show up to do a funeral march as they drive to the junkyard with Michael's body. <laughs> like now remember, he, hundreds of people. There should be about five bodies laying all over the junkyard. In fact, one of them was at the gate where they drive in. Yeah. She should be smashed right there, and it should be two other bodies right there. Yeah, no nobody, one's. None of those bodies are there. Sees they anything. drive perfectly in. Yep. Nobody has ever ever looked for the doctor, the nurse, the 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 woman, the mother. These kids, nobody's looking for anybody, and it's Halloween night, and everybody is in town. Follows them into the junkyard. There's cop cars. A parade like walks it's a in. Parade no, nobody, of people. nobody is in costume on Halloween night, and the best part is the woman in the wheelchair is being wheeled into the junkyard. And also, the kid survivor from the first, the 2018 movie, is also there. And they show both of them like they were supposed to care. Yeah, like we're supposed to care. They think there's any reasoning. Then they take Michael off the top of the car, and like a uh, mosh pit, they carry him on top, like stage diving. Like float him over. The compactor. Lori gets in the compactor and throws Michael into the compactor, and we see him get ground up like beef, and he splashes up in the air. Right? Yep. He's dead. There Michael is dead. So there is no ending that we were hoping for. Yeah. Or... And cut to the future. Allison leaves town. Uh, Will Patton shows up at Lori's house. Everybody's fine. The boogeyman's dead. She finishes her book and she chooses Cherry Blossoms. Finn. Finn. The movie's over. Movie's over. So thank you, filmmakers dickheads for that because literally it would have been a much better movie if you would have just let them both go down together and end it the way it should have been ended but instead you throw us this bullshit story with a stupid ass kid that nobody's seen before no one cares about nobody gives a fuck about this kid and he suddenly the star of this movie. Jamie Lee takes a back seat in her own fucking movie. Yeah. And Michael Myers, it's like that fucking scene in Jurassic Park where Malcolm says, there will be dinosaurs in your dinosaur park. That's the way I felt Agreed. about this. There will be Michael Myers in your movie about Michael Myers, right? Yeah. The, this infuriates the fuck out of me. Like, why would you throw this poorly written crap together and call it halloween ends we're so we we have struggled through all of this okay and and the last movie in the last movie you're gonna throw in this stupid plot with this kid and this girl allison being together like two psychos okay like allison's just done lost her mind okay mm-hmm. what the fuck this isn't even the character that we met in the, the first movie Whatever. It doesn't matter. But why? Why do the filmmakers think that we care about this kid? Why are you throwing a new character in at the end? Well... Fuck you. My <laughs> my point of view is that somewhere down the line, they said, how do we continue this, right? Because they're like, what do we do next? Make a new Michael. It's interesting. 
it, it's it's bold. Other movie properties have tried it. Jason tried it. You know, um, I, I think Freddy kind of tried it at one point. They were going to, like, do it with the second one. They had the other kid becoming Freddy and all that and through his body. They were like, there's people trying to do things like this. And nobody's had the balls to actually do it, you know? And, um, and, and Jason, in part five, it was supposed to go on to that kid who survived. It was, uh, what's his face, growing up. They, they didn't, nobody liked it, right? So they didn't do it, and they went back to Jason. It's ballsy, and it's interesting to show this kid go through trauma and say, this is how monsters get created. That's an interesting conversation. It would have been an interesting movie, but somewhere down the line, no one had balls, and they realized we have to have Michael, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to do the Michael versus Laurie for some fucking reason again. So someone didn't have the balls to actually finish the idea that they had with Allison and Corey maybe becoming bad guys and becoming the new Michael. Might have been interesting. It, at least it would have been something that finalized and made this movie make sense. But somewhere down that line, they had to put Michael back in it and it ruined any momentum that was set up. So the movie becomes so comical with that mix match yeah, I and that whole you. weird thing. You can tell the Michael stuff was reshoots. It, it just seemed, I agree with you. It seemed like they just, he, he took a backseat in his own movie. I don't understand, like, what were I you thinking? I would say Lori did too. Like, that's what I'm saying. She They're didn't both. even drive the car, yeah. okay? It was this fucking kid who we don't even give a shit about. And, like, you're wasting almost two hours of our time. We went through these other two movies, and the second one was a colossal piece of crap, okay? Yeah. I don't care. It was a piece of crap. Now you're going to do this bullshit to us? But, like, we did. We deserve better than this. We deserve better than this ending. I, I don't even think... I'm not even going to say we deserve better because this series should never have happened. No, it should have been 2018 it, right. and it should have ended when he was in fire and it should have been over. It should but have, this yes. Is, this is what happens with greed. Blumhouse and them made so much money on Halloween 2018 that they were like, we have to make more. And they said, okay. And now they, I don't know if you know this, but the guy who owns the rights to Michael Myers has a contract that Michael can't die. So in this, well, okay, then. they killed him. So now it reverts back to him. So they can continue to do Michael Myers movie. But in this this timeline, he's dead. So it's over. So I think that they're, them trying to make Corey as a villain was definitely some way around that contract. But they realized this yeah, shit ain't going to fly with the, anybody. The thing about this movie that I don't know if you feel the same way, but all I wanted was for Corey to die in this movie. I, I was waiting for that moment for Corey to oh, die you know we not I, I, michael i don't I, even think i mentioned it that cory gets killed by michael he was still alive i forgot to talk oh, about yeah, that's that. right he was still alive he got he stabbed himself in the throat yeah and he lived from it and he lived and then you know michael snaps his neck and michael but why didn't neck. michael snap his neck the other times right why now why, why now why now it none of it makes any sense it's like I don't understand why he even let him go in the first place the first time yeah i mean if he's some you know demon and he's you know Pure evil. He, Michael doesn't let anyone go. Period. Okay. I he's mean, he supposed was, to be a killing machine. They yeah. set that up in the last one. He's a shark. He's in, just in their waters. Yeah, he's a, a, a monster. And yeah. so you know the fact that this this kid even was a driving force in this movie. It's just mind boggling because not only did I not give a shit about him, but to actually throw Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in the background. For somebody we never even seen or met or even cared about yeah. is bonkers. And then to take a, an established character like Allison and turn her into that, 
that's like a slap in the face. I agree. If I was the actress, I would have been pissed. So I'm like, what are you doing to my character, man? Well, I can't, here's the thing. You know, everybody, everybody, and I get it. We all love Jamie Lee Curtis, right? So we don't want to talk anything. And a lot of people are automatically going to kiss her ass and say, she's amazing. She, if she read this dialogue, she would have to know something's wrong with this movie. And yeah. maybe try to fix it. But it is abysmal. Like, the, the dialogue is horrendous. Her narration is so it's really bad. bad. It's really bad. And it, I, I am a Jamie Lee fan. But I agree with you that I feel like there has to be some part of her that say, it's saying in the back of her mind, oh, God, yeah. you know? I mean, there's not, there's going to be a ton of people that are probably feeling the same way we are. Like, why why would you put Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in the background of the last yeah. film? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. what is fucking wrong with it, it, you? But I will say this. And you said in the last, in this film, why would you put her in the background? She was in the background of the second film as well. I get it. But at least. She was, she's basically not even in her own series. I, that's true. That's true. But you know what, though? At least she had more fucking screen time in that one. And this one, it just feels like it revolved around this kid, Corey. What? Like, why do, why do we need this? Why are you trying to make a new story at the end of your situation? Yeah. This is the end. You're trying to put in a new story? No, the whole point of Halloween Ends is to continue the last two movies and just end it. And it should be front and center, Michael and Lori's struggle. There, there should be no fucking idiot side characters, no psycho stupid kid, n nothing like that. Yeah. I mean, just throwing in all this filler with the bullies and all this bullshit, I, it See, enrages like, me. Yeah, I'm, look, if you're going to do the Corey thing, fine, fine. I'm, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to give it a chance. But do it. Don't back off. And they backed off from it. They they, they obviously wimped out somewhere down the line of writing this. I, I haven't seen scripts. I, I don't know if anything exists out there, but I, I'm sure it does. There has to be alternate versions of this where Corey is Michael. And yeah. that, that's what this movie was going to be. There has to be things cut out because there was too many things set up. And it makes me think that they had a test screening or something and the edit had to be re-edited and changed because the edits are terrible in this movie. You can see that things were set up like cars almost hitting him, the chocolate milk, his ring. Everything seemed to be setting up something for him. And it didn't yeah, do it any payoffs. It never materialized. So it went nowhere. That's how bad the editing is that those things weren't removed from the film. So it's like you can tell that this is insane. Like you can tell how bad this is. Now if I if if I would have like if I had to fix this movie, if I would have like had said, what are you going to do about this movie? My thought is the way that you do this movie is you continue it the same night as the last movie. Mm -hmm. And you continue at the very end with the daughter being killed, with seeing, I would have got right into how what he did to Anthony Michael Hall, uh, yeah. Tommy, and show what happens to the daughter and how he, she, he gets away yeah. and how maybe he goes to the hospital. Somehow gets to the hospital. He's hurt as well, mm -hmm. and then have him basically redo the second movie, where it's him fighting people in the hospital. Him, everybody leaves the hospital because of the other accidents, mm -hmm. and have the town actually fight him. Yeah, and like, have them actually beat him, and have Lori fight him, hurt him, hurt the whole thing. Her protecting Will Patton. Yeah, her protecting her granddaughter. Anything. Something would have Do been better, better than, than what, this. what like, they did. I mean, why would you wait four years? Yeah. What the fuck? Why jump forward? Why jump forward? Why not continue right from that night? Because they're saying that he's powered up, but it would have been interesting to have him weak and deal with 
how he it's really just them blowing it out of proportion. Like he's surviving, but he's hurt and he's wounded and he is dying. Right. Not that he's the boogeyman and gets stronger. Because yeah. that is never explained. There is no MacGuffin shown that shows you that he gets powers from this. There is no cult. There is no witches or anything giving him powers. It's not explained. It's, it's not. just basically saying he's a mutant. Yeah, he's he's just an having like a full body just, dry heave, and when he kills yeah. the, the and guy, and he also can grab people and see their trauma. Like yeah. it doesn't make, and he also can transfer himself. And I really think that in the original script and maybe the original movie. When he grabs him, he's actually putting the evil of Michael into him. And I think Corey was supposed to be becoming Michael. I mean, I, I get think, if he was going to become Michael, that would be something. And then Michael maybe dies. And yeah. then he's in his body and he takes his mask. But I feel like that wouldn't even be justification either for him to just die. Because it was Laurie's job to kill him. That's the way I see it. But no, it's not really. Because that's the whole point of the second movie saying that Michael doesn't care. Michael doesn't know the right or wrong. Michael is a killer. Like, he, he's a monster. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He just feels like he has to kill. And it has nothing to do with Lori. Lori made it about herself. What right. I would have loved, it seemed like she was the one who broke him out of jail in the first movie, the 2018, because there was a bus crash, but we never found out how it crashed or why. But we know that Lori was following it drinking. And I kept thinking, wouldn't it be cool is if Lori really is responsible for this. And she had become the monster that she hated so yeah. much. And if they would have really explored that, it would have been a much interesting series of showing you that when you you hunt monsters, you become monsters. Like yeah. that whole thing. If they're going to do cheesy, stereotypical references, like I just said, might as well double down and do that fucking thing. Yeah. So that's it's odd to me. And it could have had a better trilogy here if they would have maybe done some of that. But instead, they wimped out. They kept doing these weird things. And none of these three movies complement each other. No, not at all. Because they're they're all over the place. They're all, over, all the place. over the place. And and we don't even know who the hell to root for anymore. It's like, and now in this in this one, I mean, this should have been the Michael and Lori show. But it, it just, it wasn't. It, it was about some stupid kid that we don't care about. I was disappointed as fuck. I'm giving this a four. And on that note, I want to go eat my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going lower. This is a three to me. I, I think that this is badly acted, badly directed, badly written. Mm -hmm. Dialogue is terrible. Everything about this movie is comical, accidentally comical. To me, this felt like M. Night Shyamalan wrote it and directed oh, it. Oh, God. It is very off-putting. It doesn't even seem competent in directing. And you know there's four screenwriters, and you can feel it in every ounce Yeah, of because movie. nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. It's just all thrown together. You can, you, I'm it's telling terrible. you there was a script, and they had to keep rewriting it last This movie moment. is fucking terrible. This is the longest we've ever done yeah. one of these, because okay. this, is, this is insane. We can't even get our heads around it. We're like trying to, like we had to talk it out like every everything because i mean i still can't get my head around that bullshit that happened i mean this is a joke this is almost like a slap in the face like we waited this long yeah you know we went through three movies it's like come on man give us a freaking ending this is bull crap it's just awful the um my ending my ending thought is this might be the worst Hell, a Halloween movie ever. Yeah, I'm telling you, I told you I would much rather watch Season of the Witch on a freaking loop for three days than have to even endure this movie yeah, again. It I, was trash. I know, like the uh, like Rob Zombie's second movie, a Halloween movie, is what I can compare this to more. You're saying Season of the Witch. To me, Season of the Witch is a whole other movie. It doesn't really go into this franchise. It just has a name. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm not a big fan, but I know it stands on its own. But to me, Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie feels more genuine to this 
because it also is like messy and doesn't make sense. And it's trying to do something else. And I appreciate someone trying to do something else, but commit, commit yeah. to it. All right. I, I'm just, we got to stop yeah, talking because I can go on for yeah, days. Mind boggled. It, it, this movie sucks. It's awful. Yeah. I just very disappointing. I can't believe they did it. I'm shocked that this got released. It's a mess. All right, guys. Uh, All right, thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. How long this thing is. Sorry, Have a so good long. Night. Where do we go now? As far away from Haddonfield as possible. Come with us. No, I, I have a little business to attend to here.